0: In high definition. This is your last Ronin Recap, Epic Tales of the Sewers, featuring your host, Justin and Eric. Say hi, Eric. Hello. With our special guest tonight, who you can clearly see. Uh, some like to call him the uh, you know, the, the third host of the show who's, who's never <laughs> actually been on the show, but we talk about him enough. So, yeah, but uh so we, cool. we want to welcome officially to Epic Tales from the Sewers, Mr. Rob Denner.
1: What's up, guys? What's up, y'all? Uh, really appreciate the love from the show. Been listening for a while. I admit I'm a little behind on catching up. You know, I've missed the last couple episodes just because I've been so busy. But,
2: <laughs> you know. Shame you.
0: Yeah, we, we just had... Um, <laughs> so uh, the last couple episodes we did, um, I did a long cut version of The Last Ronin where we did all five issues. And, and uh, it's the only one that didn't have a pizza recipe. So it's a it's very special episode. So we did that. And uh, before that, uh, finally got e- episode five out. That took forever because my original recording got corrupted and I had to redo it again. And I just, you know, it's like playing a video game again. You're like, oh, man, I already did this. And you get that. So and uh, before that, we actually got to talk to Magnus. Uh, who Dude, was I the, can't tell you
1: how many times that happened to me while recording shows for radio.
0: Oh,
3: absolutely.
1: <laughs> absolutely. But when I was in radio, the production studios weren't digital. It was all real to real. No kidding. Oh gosh. Yeah, it was annoying.
0: Yeah. I, oh, I can imagine. But we had uh, Magnuson uh, from Speedo Coggin who did the uh, the animated Last Ronin. So yeah, so I listened listen to you. that
1: episode. Yeah, for sure. I love that.
0: And uh, and before we get going, just a shout out to uh, my friends over at Chromatic Phantom. I was lucky enough last week to go check out. If you could see that the uh, Casey Jones Livewire, the the premiere of the movie. So got to hang out with everybody, the actors, the producers. I've got some really cool Kickstarter stuff coming my way. I can't give them enough love. They did such a good job on this. And uh, it it was just it it subverted expectations at every turn. And you get to the end and they had like a, a like a rock video. And I'm like, oh, my God, they understood exactly what this was supposed to be. They're like it's cheesy, it's funny, it doesn't take itself too seriously, and and it was just a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, like I was talking to you about it earlier. I mean, you guys know my obsession with Casey. Yeah, Jones.
2: I, yep. You're <laughs> the Casey Jones. Guy. He, they're, they're, you don't have an obsession with Casey. Know. You <laughs> know, know that
1: that movie was really fun. Like I watch a lot of fan films that are like, eh, could be either yeah, way, there, but you one know, they just
0: did at San Diego Comic Con, where the guy who did the Casey Jones movie, um. Was on the panel with the producers of the first and second Turtles movie. I'm like, that's a big deal. Yeah,
1: that's absolutely pretty, pretty cool.
0: You have to send me some of these fan films you're watching. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know there's just uh, I know there's that other one, and um, and this one is, is kind of different because it's like it's a different take on on Casey's race. And I'm like, I could see that, you know. But yeah. is it even New York or is it L.A.? I think it's actually in L.A. But um, I, I don't think they go into like the turtles at all. So I'm like, oh. this is the thing: is
1: Casey Eastman said it himself. Casey was based off of Jack Burton. Yeah, yep. So like, I can see Casey in almost any '80s Kurt Russell role. You could do Casey Escape from New York, Escape from L.A. A you
0: wire. know what I'm
1: saying? <laughs> Overboard. Casey and April and Overboard, that'd
0: be great. I mean, yeah, it's you're kind of there. The Thing, you know. Oh, gosh. Right, yeah. The, actually, thing, they, could
1: totally, the thing could totally just be Utrams.
0: Yeah, oh, I, 100%. <laughs> that would that would be great. Yeah, I, I'm i for all of that stuff, you know. And, and uh, anything, anytime that someone's bringing something new into, like, the Turtle universe and all that, I'm all for it. And, and it may not always be executed the best, but, you know, I'm... I'm totally for whenever someone wants to try to put something out there like that, you know, cause at the end of the day, that's what we're doing. We're doing the same thing. So. Yeah, for sure. So.
1: It's all pretty much like trial and error with new ideas. Some ideas work out, some don't, you know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> then some ideas come back, you know, 30 years later, like last Ronin or bringing Venus into the IDW run and changing her origin. Yep. You know, my,
0: my hope is they find a way to bring back the turtle pies. That's, that's what I'm hoping.
1: Just uh, you know, next time you're in San Antonio, hit up Ernest. He's got that, that turtle pie flavoured shaved ice. Yeah, and a boba
0: and, tea. And uh he is the artist of our logo actually as well. So oh, every yeah. time I thought uh, it looked familiar. Every time I uh, I think of him uh when I uh, see that logo. So and uh you know it, it's pretty cool. Like there's certain things like with that logo. If you Google like last Ronin and issue number five, our logo will come up on your Google. Oh, so that's it's cool. like it's it's uh, cool. it's pretty interesting, you know. So it's like, yeah, I mean, it's like thirty fifth down, but still,
1: it's there. It's still yeah. on the list. That's yeah. still mm-hmm. third, that's still SEO.
0: And that's his artwork,
1: man. So it's like yeah. people have seen it. So well, he's on that. He's on that uh that twelve artist, Ronin in five cover.
0: So funny that you mentioned covers. What a great cool. segue. So one of the things that we had talked about is doing <laughs> a rating of maybe your your personal top ten or top five, however many you had. Of the last Ronin variant covers. Okay. Right? So um, the only rule is that no, um, nothing that's like a custom cover, like a blank, like a uh, any of those. So like, what's your what's your real cover? Because those are those are always gonna win. If you have like a custom cover done by, and I know that's gonna absolutely gut Eric because there's some cool ones that he's actually had done or helped have done and all that. But um, you know,
1: if I had done more show prep, we could have gone over our least favorite roading covers too. But
0: <laughs> we may still actually. But we may we may still. And, the one and just... thing
1: the one thing that I've noticed is like IDW saved a lot of their fire covers for additional printings. Yeah,
0: that, I mean that's I would that's have to agree
1: with
2: that true. one.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, issue two and issue three are my two favorite issues for obvious reasons, but like. You know that a scores a second print from issue two, and Ben's fourth print from issue two, where they're pulling Raph out of the water. Like those are two of my favorite covers for the whole oh, series.
0: Hundred yeah. percent, and and that's that's the whole thing too. Like like with those, they started out with seventy something covers, and then how many did we end up with? You know, um, yeah. I, there, There's probably over a hundred at this point, and it's even just like variants where they they've taken it, it's like, well, there's this cover now, and it's just uh, black and white right well that looks kind of cool so some of them do look
1: some of them do look better in the ink like the black and white um like one of my favorite covers for issue two is the the canola cover the sin city cover and they did the metal the sketch and the color version all three of those covers look fire
0: so that's the one where he's sitting under the tree with splinters ghost right Yeah, yeah yeah that's a beautiful cover absolutely that um that did not make my list but I'll, I'll tell you it's right on there because i i was looking at that and i'm like oh crap i have this yeah <laughs> I was like yeah this is a great cover yeah that's it
1: i mean uh, I, I really love i mean obviously i love that classic sin city cover from the beginning especially when they did the colors and stuff but like that one in 25 by santa Luco, where there it's standing on the rooftop. yeah I mean that's one of the ones I have graded back here, you know, uh, that I sent in for the signing. Like I love that cover.
0: So your your first one that you're you're talking about would be the um, uh, the Camillo cover of uh, number number two.
1: Now keep in mind these are in no uncertain no, yeah. no certain order. Yeah, um, and I yeah I get that. I'm the same way because I and, can't um, I can't decide. You know, like, it's funny because I had more favorites in the later issues than I did in the 70 coverage for the first issue.
0: Oh, I, I agree. I was just telling Eric about that, too. Like, I, I feel like they nailed it with, with number five. And there was just yeah. so many good ones. And I, I'm I'm like, looking but at going things- back
1: to what we were talking about, about additional printings, even the fifth printing of number one or sixth printing, whatever it turned out to be. The connecting cover set where Ben did those watercolors. Yeah. And has Eastman do the rolling? That's that's a great set.
0: I mean, I'm still waiting on those. By the way, I think from Kevin or from Ben? From Ben.
1: Oh wow! I got a CGC. Uh, uh, oh, you CGC them. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, yeah I, I refuse to CGC connecting covers because it breaks up the image.
0: Oh, I was okay with it. You know, uh, Ben's Ben's assistant Emily. She she sent something to me. She's like, "Hey, do you want to do this for like an extra 180 bucks?" I was like, "Yes." <laughs>
1: Yes, hey, I, I do i'll be honest i'm still waiting on Rodin three covers for best from cgc
0: yeah i i mean <laughs> i don't expect them anytime soon to be honest but right. you know and, and this was funny too because it was like san diego comic-con just happened but it was like the previous comic-con from there i'm like all right yeah okay i'm like i, I know that's not the big one but it was still like you well know, but it still-
1: keep it take, take it in, I mean, those Ronin 3 covers that were at CGC, they were bought at Ben's blind sale for issue 3, which was when? <laughs> the series is done now, you know. That was but, last
0: year. That was like last August, wasn't
1: it? Well, he got them all back, but they all came back qualified for some reason.
0: Oh, that's
1: weird. They so came with to, a green
2: label? Yeah,
1: you know, they all came. Like, everybody wow. ordered them. Everybody ordered them because, yeah. uh, you know, they got Kevin, Tom, and Ben to sign a sketch on them they all came back green labels cuz i remember him showing them in the discord and he's like we got to send all these back so
0: yeah i think That's that was that was a problem with the san diego ones like and i saw that on kevin's site because uh like the whole pallet came in all jacked up you oh yeah to, uh, yeah that to, was you know, that
1: was it, a shipping happens, situation
0: man. you know it yeah. happens and, and um, i mean do you count on that all of those probably got destroyed i'm sure they didn't
1: yeah. <laughs> it's like cool, well the I ones hate. that are
0: busted up i'm sure they didn't but you well know, some of the know. stuff
1: has to be destroyed so it doesn't affect the print run
0: of course yeah
1: you know how many books i've thrown away when i was working at the shop like i'd have well, to go through it and... was like that,
2: well you're you probably know? pulling your hair doing that though <laughs> well see, that's the thing
1: is a lot of the time in the beginning when we had pull lists and we we had to destroy stuff like I would put them all in a couple long boxes and then my boss would be like, go through, take what you want. He's like, rip the covers off the rest and throw them in the dumpster. Nice. So like, Th- Department, is- I have a couple of President's copies of the first print of like Department of Truth number one and stuff like that. So let's,
0: let's, uh, let's ask Eric here. Eric, what, uh, what's one of your favorite covers from this? And it could be from
2: any of the issues. Well, they're, like like everybody else was saying was you know issue two the fourth print with the yes. first of fall, I mean it's that's very very sentimental as well as Ben Bishop's issue two first print, yeah that that one that one really hit me hard. I mean that to me that was by far like my number one on the list. I mean
1: that artwork is everywhere these days. It was on the Ronan label. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Right. So I mean it's you know it's it's. To me, it was just very, very, very meaningful what he did. I mean, it just it hit hard. And um, well, other books, you know, I both of you already know that I'm a big fan of Mike Ruth. So, I mean, between his issue five and four and his issue ones that are up there as well. Um, I also did uh, I also write uh, Ray Callahan's. I know that's a that's an odd one where it has like a lot of the green around it. It's on issue one.
1: I know the one you're, oh, talking, you're talking about. about you're yeah. talking about
2: the uh the El Ray Comics exclusive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris, Chris Ray, Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was El uh, uh, Ray mm-hmm. Comics. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I got that. Um, that was one of my first variants that my wife got me. So, I mean, to me that was like, you know, it it's more sentimental to me. I mean, I like the cover it stood out to me. It was green. It was cool looking. It was definitely
1: and, one of the ones I I mean like I said I didn't pick up a lot of number 1 covers just cuz there were so many I yeah. it wasn't I wasn't Yeah, gonna do that, but that was one of the early ones I picked up. I really liked the uh that Comics Kingdom the Suzette Shah number 1 where he's yeah. calling out of the grave. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. That's
0: um actually I think he's going to be at C2E2 this weekend, so maybe he'll have I wish covers. I could
1: go, man. It's just too close to Granite. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's, it's, in, is it like two weeks away?
1: Grant, no,
2: granted, it's about a month away. It's oh, it's in September. Yeah, granted, it's in September. Randy I, is trying me, trying to get me up there so bad. <laughs> right. I, I cool. would love
0: to go too, but, uh, C2E2 is usually my big one. So yeah. I've got to go there. I mean, we've got the four four,
1: four, four, well, I wanted to go home. to Fan Expo, but then it fell through and then, you know,
0: that was a good time. It was. Okay. It was not See, this crazy. is the thing:
1: is once, yeah. once I get, once I get this house sale all done with, and I'll have money to spend next year. I'm going to travel for cons, but I think I'm, I'm going to save most of my big cons for 2024 for the 40th anniversary.
2: That's a good idea. That's a really good that, idea. That, that's where I'm kind of at a little bit. Like I want to go to Granite so bad, but with we should that, get a table next year, Eric. Uh, I mean, I think that'll be <laughs> a big, big, big thing. For you know, especially for us going up there, I mean, it's the 40th year anniversary. We, you know, TMNT all the way. I mean, we can have Rob Bear sitting with us too. Well, you... I'm, I'm telling
1: you right now, I'm planning on going to San Diego in 2024.
2: Man, that's going to be that's. I planning, planning to it, hit, it's, it's... I'm
1: planning to hit San Diego and New York just because I know that any rep, any of the big cons are going to be doing some kind of tribute. So the exclusives,
0: mm-hmm. I imagine, they're going to have exclusives and exclusive covers oh. and. Yeah, it'd be cool to see some of these guys that haven't been out in a long time out. Like, um, like the cool thing is with these these Ronin covers, they got some some Steve Levine artwork. You know, um, like someone who's like you really haven't seen him doing turtle stuff in a while. You know, I can't remember the last time he did like a cover.
1: Right. Well, you know, I mean, Steve cool. Steve's got his whole thing with shellbacks, you know, and uh, which actually all- closed. So <laughs> yeah, I know, but I'm saying like they still run the the Facebook page and the website yes. and they still yeah. sell stuff. So like, yeah. and I've met Steve a couple of times at, at different cons. And, uh, I mean, I grew up on his artwork, like everybody, you know, there's, there's people who grew up on, you know, the older comics and the cartoon series, but I grew up on the adventure stuff, Yeah, the yeah, early yeah. Ryan Brown and, and Ken Mitroni and Steve Levine stuff, you know? I'm actually um,
0: looking at getting, um, one of those, uh, uh, they had something on Instagram, uh, Dan Berger was doing, um, uh, commissions. So I got yeah. in last minute. So it's going to be uh burger and Brown and Steve Levine going to do the covers, yeah. on, the covers on
1: it. I, I, I saw that as soon as it came up, I just, I was like, okay, I'll wait until next year when commissions open back up. Cause there are very few artists that I still want something from. Um, and very few artists I can still get something from because a lot yeah. of people are closing their commissions. So,
0: but, yeah. And, and um, I was surprised that there was nothing from uh, Michael Dooney on these. Like, like I got I a sketch card. I got a sketch card from the last Ronin for him. Yeah,
1: those last Ronin sketch, those. Those they look like little blanks. Oh, those man. are cool. But no
0: cover, and it blew yeah. my mind. Like, no, Asian I wish you would have. No, um, no, uh, Mike Dooney. There was uh, nothing. I mean, we had Ryan Brown, but it was the other Ryan Brown. So it's like, which is great. That's a great cover too, by the way. Uh, issue number one, but um, didn't make my top ten list though. So, right. but uh, we, we didn't get a lot of the really classic guys. And and I mean, I was hoping that they would go obscure here and be like, yeah. Well,
1: I mean, like one of my. I mean, it's be, speaking of classic guys, one of my favorite covers is the Lawson cover for issue four. Oh nice. Okay. That BJ Hahn did the cover did the colors for, and then they did the black and white variant.
0: So that's the one with uh him and uh April and uh, Casey Murray Jones on it, right? Yep.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: I, I will say this about uh, about that cover. That is some of the nicest looking Jim Lawson art that I have ever seen. In terms yep. of everything I've ever seen, that is like the cleanest, sharpest, nicest art that I've ever seen of him.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm a big fan of Jim's work.
0: You are, you are a
1: big fan. Yeah, big fan of Jim's work. I've been a fan of Jim's work for a while. Yeah, Jim Um, is
0: uh, considered to be one of the nicest guys in
1: uh, in the entire. Like one of my favorite memories. I mean, I'm going to be going to granite, you know, continuously now. But one of my favorite memories from last year was just, you know, like I've been a big fan of Jim Lawson for years, and I've always heard about how nice he was, and. I didn't meet Kevin until 2020 and he was really cool. But like, you know, we're all staying in the hotel, you know, I come down in the morning, I, uh, you know, get my coffee at the front desk, whatever. And he walks up and he's like, Hey Rob, how you doing? How's your day going? And I'm like, That's you don't bad. expect, you know, <laughs> you don't expect the greats to remember your name and stuff like that. And just mm-hmm. talk to you like a normal person, you know, on top of the fact that Dim is so humble. Like he, He very much undervalues his own work, you know? And if his wife isn't there with him, like (laughs) you get good deals.
0: Oh geez, okay. (laughs) That's fun. That's fun. I I think I I think as a writer too, like like Jen like he kept the franchise going for at least twelve years on his own as a writer, you know? Like karai is well that's is why i'm a, a, a big fan i'm a character. writer
1: at heart too so like yeah that was one of the reasons i was such a big fan of, of lawson to begin with but yeah i don't know um and i was i was disappointed that lawson only really got that one cover as far as ronans go but like it was surprising actually I, well, I, yeah, that, yeah. that's yeah. the thing though that's one. the thing is i don't think i think a lot of the like Steve Levine and Lawson and everything. I think that all came out of the woodwork later on, because as you saw from issue one and all those covers, they went with, like, Matina and, and stuff like that. And, like, people who, in my opinion, are great on, like, Batman.
0: Yeah, like, like, like Peach Mocomo.
1: That's a, that's the thing, is they wanted to grab artists to that would sell books that not necessarily have drawn Hurtled before before mm-hmm. you know and and idw knew this was going to be a cash cow which is why they're still milking it um and they were just like you know well we'll grab every artist we can you know and then they were like okay well we got too many so we're gonna cut it down <laughs> and then we're gonna open it back up again like you know i was a little annoyed at that but i think we all were <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, that's the thing, too. You think about how much money just even the blank ones are going for. You know, you've got blanks in white, then you've got, you know, blanks in the, in the matte black, and you've got uh, the, the glossy oh, yeah. black.
1: Well, that's the thing is before IDW killed the variant programming issue, too, we were supposed to get an obscurity for every issue. Mm-hmm. Those double platinums that are going for like five grand on eBay, mm-hmm. those were supposed to be the issue fives, you know. Wow, but- five grand.
0: And that's not uh, even the highest amount that I've seen. You know, that's so crazy.
1: Well, those are they're 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 double sided medals. There's eleven made from issue ones and eleven made from issue threes.
0: Yeah. So it's
2: a it's a blank medal, is what you're. Saying. It's a, it's a, yeah it's it's a blank medal. Oh wow. Platinum.
1: The only thing on there is the trade dress. Yeah
2: i
0: I feel like that's kind of. Like if you have that, maybe you'd appreciate it. Or like, what would you even do? Would you have something etched into it? Like, like what would you right. go about? Like, get someone to write on it with like a marker? Like it, it seems kind of fragile, right? You know, where it's like, it's sure. like you, as soon as you poly bag it, it's gonna, it's gonna wipe off. Yeah. So I, I would be kind of skeptical on that.
1: Right. Spray painting, me you know what would you do? Stencils and spray paint eh? You
0: could. You, <laughs> you, you, you know what? You could. Absolutely. Then just smell up the rest of your collection. I
2: just I don't I don't even know what I would do. I mean, to be honest with you, if I ever got one of those, I'd leave them blank and just send it yeah. to the CGC. Oh yeah, yeah, no, exactly. yeah, for sure.
0: Exactly. For sure. I <laughs> I'll give you guys my next one. Um my next one is a number five, the Mike Chrome one stop shop, uh comic shop.
1: Is so it the split with the three pants? Yeah. Ronan, That's one I a- missed up on. I was <sighs> gonna get it when I first saw it, but then I was just like, eh, I can do without it. But it was really that was you know, at one stop as a shop got a lot of great variants.
0: That that know? one is some of the most detailed um, work that I've seen, especially on like how, like you see the aging on April's face, and you mm-hmm. see a young Casey Marie, and it's like this is like the best that we've seen of Casey Marie. And, well, and did you, Ronan is so underrated. Like did you on top, see? On
1: the um, sorry to sorry to cut you yeah, off. No uh, did you see the Ken Barubi cover? that one-stop release for issue four? Yes, it did. Where it's just Casey Marie? Yes. Yep. That, I really, let's see, I, I, a lot of people, a lot of shops and artists were like, they weren't allowed to read the book. So like Ben had the advantage to start drawing stuff that, yeah, you know, didn't have to, that was part of the book, you know? Like I love his issue three, Casey Marie, because it's a mirror of his issue two with Mikey. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously the Noah Salt Casey cover for issue three. That's a good
0: cover. Yeah.
1: Um, I just think it's an issue. Honorable mention to the David Sanchez cover, the Wicked Gator issue three with with Ronan and the Casey mask behind him. I have that one too. That was a great (laughs) cover. But like a lot of people, you know, like it's like Stan Yak. Like a lot of people threw Easter eggs in it just from the turtle franchise that didn't necessarily have anything to do. Mm-hmm. With Ronan, like I like the Yak cover, you know, because he tossed the Turtle Van and the News Van in the background, and that was a cool little Easter egg.
3: Yeah,
1: you know, Mike Ruth did what was it? His uh, that that issue new one. five Yellow Snow cover, where he had like Bebop and Rocksteady,
2: and yeah. If you look on issue one, if you look on issue one, he has quite a few of the other other ones on there too, like the heads and stuff. I think. Oh yeah. It,
0: but, yeah, I mean, he did a lot of like it, it's like George Perez level uh, detail Easter egg stuff in there. Oh yeah, That's for there. Sure. For yeah. Sure. The 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 Chrome one I I really liked. Um, and I mean the, the next one on my list was literally the Mike Ruth wraparound cover where it starts out as like the turtles jumping out and he looks like Raph for in like that iconic pose, and then the wraparound part is like all red inked. You talk about the number red. one
1: homage, the rooftop homage, the wraparound Yep, uh, yep. Issue four. From issue four. No. Yep. Yeah, issue four. Yep.
0: Yeah. That is
2: amazing. Yeah. yeah. Some, that's probably somehow, one of my favorite. I know. I love Mike's work. I love, I Mike's work. I love Mike's
1: work. <laughs> I know you guys do too, but like, yeah, that's that's probably my favorite of his Ronin cover.
0: Oh my god, it's so good. Like the detail that he has between like like the facial features and like the costume and like even the feet. Like just going back to like turtles, like it's when you have an artist that, that like draws this stuff. Sometimes they mess these things up and the proportions, and all that. He is always on point with feet and hands, 100%. And, and Definitely
1: I really not Rob Liefeld. Which,
0: which, you know what? I bought that cover right? of number five. I love it, but doesn't show feet. <laughs> it's 100% doesn't show feet. <laughs>
2: uh, is that a good thing or a bad
0: thing? <laughs> you no, know, it's – I mean, it's kind of what you expect. you oh, can't have Wes Ronan
1: without the foot.
0: Yeah, yeah Really? You know, and they were they were sending this joke out there about how Liefeld was going to do this. Uh, he was going to do like a comic about the foot and all that. Oh, that's like, been
1: floating around <laughs> for a good five years. He's he's going to be at C2E2,
0: so I'm going to hopefully have him sign his cover. Um, yeah. You know, I, I'm a fan of of Liefeld because when I when I met him, he was a nice guy, and he wasn't just nice to me. He was nice to kids. He was nice to everybody yeah. in his line that came up and all that. So. You know, you can believe the hype and all that. People make mistakes on social media and all that. This oh, guy yeah. is a fan of him because of how he treats children. And when oh, you yeah. see that, that's a big thing for me. You know, if you're just like, hey, kid, how you doing? Calls a kid over out of nowhere in a Deadpool thing just so he can sign his shirt and stuff like
1: that. Well, I, like, remember, I remember way thing. back in the day meeting Todd McFarlane. Oh, before, wow. Before Spawn blew up and he was just doing like the toy lines and stuff and me and my buddy and his little daughter were walking through the comic con and we stopped and he you know he was talking to us and my buddy's daughter was playing it was a violator prototype when the toy lines were just starting to come out or just starting to get put together and he's like yeah my name's todd i got this comic book blah blah you know just talking he was local he's from michigan Yep. and uh you know he gave us a couple of signed copies and everything and whatever and then uh we went to walk away and my buddy's like he says to his daughter hey you know you got to put that back he's like no she can have that you know so and she
0: just, ended up with a prototype of violator wow wow yeah. i remember when those things came out too that was like a whole other game you know just because the the big thing out of the time was uh your, your batman uh, animated series star wars from kenner and uh, like the Toy Biz X Men figures, I that always wish that,
1: that I always wished that McFarlane Toys had done a licensing agreement with Bizley and Body Count. Oh man, those figures would have been fantastic.
0: Now that that cover, the one cover that he did was also not on the issue
1: five. That's it a was, great cover. It was
0: close, mm-hmm. and and I mean, I just finally got to meet Biz at at uh, at Fan Expo and all that.
1: I'm He's disappointed because I'm disappointed because I've 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 yet to meet him, and uh, they weren't able to secure him for granted this year. He is an
0: interesting, which
1: is gonna, definitely going to disappoint Mike Ruth. I'll tell you that for sure. Yes. Because me, Mike, and me and Mike were planning to hang out with Biz, but oh, I I could imagine like
0: I. I don't know. It was like a, it was like a Viking behind a drawing desk and all that. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, expected to like get up and whop somebody in the head. boy <laughs> it, <like>, yeah. <laughs> it was just really interesting. You know, uh, another another person you could probably watch for like a while, just interact with customers. You'd be like, what are you looking at? at? You know, it's just Scottish yeah. brogue and all that. Like, it was pretty cool. It, it was a cool dude to meet. Yeah, but his his cover unfortunately is not in my top ten. I did get it. Uh, he was selling his cover for a hundred bucks, and he was going to sign it. I paid. I paid. I think twenty nine for it in the Eastman Fan Club.
1: I so. grabbed two copies because I, Mike Ruth was like, "Hey, are you an Eastman Fan Club member? Can you grab me a copy?" And I'm oh, like, nice. yeah. <laughs> like, I'll just bring. I'll, I was I was supposed to have it signed at Motor City because Bisley was there, but I was working the whole time, so oh, I had no. to walk around. Like, I literally, I walked in there, I dropped off five blanks at different artists at Artist Alley, and I said, I'll pick them up tomorrow morning. And I turned around and just went to work, and I worked the whole time, so I didn't get to really see anybody.
0: Oh, that stinks. Yeah. That stinks. And that was, uh, was that pre-pandemic, or?
1: No, this was last year's motorcycle. Oh, okay, very I mean, right last yeah. year.
0: Well, I, yeah. So, uh, let, me, let me ask you guys this one. Um, you had talked about this before, the, uh, the Sin City cover. Right, the the medals and all that that they have. So the Ben Bishop Sin City covers of issue number one. Um, I mean, that's a super super iconic cover. You know, he's holding the sigh, and uh, I mean, it's it's super clean lines because it's Ben Bishop art. You know, it is it's the t shirt that you know if you're in the Bish Kids uh, Club, it's that's the probably first one
1: of the most people. merchandise, and well, it's on the action figure boxes too. Yes, now. it
0: is. it's on one of them. Yes. <laughs> I don't yep. believe it I don't believe it's gonna be on the NECA one, but it's on the uh the previews exclusive one.
1: Right, right. Um well that's the thing with that artwork is it was never supposed to be a run cover. Yeah, it was, it was mm. promotional. It right? was Bishbox art. No kidding. Because when I first joined, my first Bishbox was that art. No and kidding. It was and it was the first time Ben was doing full art. before that was the first actual, you know fish box size like we get because before that it was all individual like when they had not less than 100 members so i got in just under 100 in like august of 2020 or something right as he was gearing up to do ronan like i have ben's first Ronin sketch cover i got it in an auction and uh oh, that's great how does that art, one look <laughs> um got it around here somewhere um but um yeah, he because uh, he did all he did that three cover deal with one stop. You know, the motorcycle and stuff like that. And then Matthew Rickle from Sin City reached out to him and said, Hey, do you have anything? And he was like, Oh well, I have this. And it got turned into that. And then when they released those red covers, somebody said, Hey, you should do metals in different colors. Yeah. And that's right. how that turned out.
0: Wow. wow. That's that's badass too. And, and I mean for anyone listening, like if you check these up, it's Sin City, C Y N City. You know, and, and check the covers for these because it's like that's that's pretty much like if not the first most iconic last Ronin image, you know, it's the second. And and it's it's when, when you think of it, like that's what pops in my head. So it's it's super iconic. And that's that's gotta be on everybody's top ten list, I'm thinking.
2: Yeah, I, I got I don't have the metal, but uh, I actually have this in city red the red one that's nice uh my uh to be honest with you a big shout out to Travis Doss for that one uh he gave it to my son it was a it was a 9.6 and then Ben signed on the back of it with a big old um sketch on the back of it the back that's of awesome. the CGC CGC book cuz uh he gave he gave it to my boy because he scored pretty high on the um uh what is it the gifted class he scored like a 94 needed a 95 Nice. And all that stuff. So he ended up giving that to him because of that. I was telling him about that.
0: And so. that's awesome that he put the remark on the back too, so it didn't ruin yeah. the cover.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He he put it he put it on the back of the CDC case and you know it's signed by Ben and everything. He did it at Lexington. Big big shout out to Ben for doing that. Appreciate that. And that's driving. awesome. again,
0: another another uh, great guy just to talk with and all that. And absolutely. I, we we are all three of us members of the Bish Kids he? Club you know so i i enjoy being there and i think his work is awesome it's like and it's just it's just like as as we get to see even more of it it just keeps getting better and better
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) i think um, a lot of these artists have been getting better and better i mean that the more that they do it and all this other stuff i mean they're getting better and better and better
0: um speaking of another uh artist here um we had talked about earlier um Rob has a couple ash Ashcans up there. I wanted to throw out an an honorable mention to the can cover by Andy Kuhn. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I mean, that's, that's the whole thing. Like eventually it would be replaced and all that, but that is an iconic cover. And the fact that like it had to get replaced, like word for word, um, like, well, not really word for word, but that, that was kind of like how they did the comic and they just did it panel by panel, you know, um, I, I think that's I think that's a great cover. And I, I really love that original Andy Kuhn cover. So mm-hmm. I, I would say uh, honorable mention to that. The, uh, the Well Ashton. that's
1: half the reason I like that's half the reason I love the, the Escorza second print. Because that Drowning Psy was originally a uh cover A for issue two, and that was oh, Andy okay. Kuhn's art.
0: Oh, I never realized that was him. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, because it was the unreleased cover. Because okay. they had replaced him. He had already done a cover A for issue two. And uh, they just basically homaged that. with It was what the Escorzas did. Um, it's because I saw that early cover on Rich Horn's site. Mm-hmm. That, and, and obviously I saw the cover A that was released. I'm like, yeah, I called out Ben. I said, oh, so you kill my boy first. And he's <laughs> like, what? No, no. It's oh. like... He would show like when he was drawing *Ronin 2, he showed like little snippets, and it was like nothing, no, no art or anything, just colors. And I was like, you know, I, you see, you know, the, you know, the drowning side prints that we got, you know, oh, with so the squash of when, blood. Um, and I'm like, uh-huh. and I saw the you know squash of about. red in the water, and I thought back to the Coon cover and the cover A that was released, and I'm like. Oh, so y'all kill and first. Thanks for that. Mm-hmm. You guys kind of yeah. suck. And he's like, that, no. he's like, no, no, that's not what happens. And I'm like, that's part, of, so the part of
0: the book. Like we, we kind of knew going into issue two, it was going to be Raph, you know, and then we're like, okay, what's going to be next. And then what's going to be next. And that was part of the fun is to see where, it, and I mean, I, I say fun in a morbid way, but it was like, okay, where are these guys going to fall within that? And then issue three happens to be Leo and Casey issue four is Donnie and Splinter. Did you,
1: did you ever hear, did you see that? uh, They did an interview not too long ago. And uh, Ben mentioned something that I myself had seen on Reddit um, where they talked about how each turtle died in a different element.
0: Oh, uh, interesting. No, Raph died
1: died in the water. Leo Mm -hmm. died in a fire donnie they said wind because of the arrows and then mikey died in the mud
0: hmm, okay
1: so i thought that was an interesting take it is an interesting interesting take. way I, to look at it I, I guess the wind i mean that's a sort of a stretch it's a donnie. little bit of yeah. a stretch i thought that one was a bit of a stretch but
0: i i could see like artistic licensing and all that um you, you had mentioned earlier that issue three was your favorite is that is that accurate rob
1: yeah, I'd say two and three. Two and three. I mean, Casey and Raph have always been my favorite characters. Raph's death killed me. And, oh, and yeah. I mean, this is why I was I was really like I loved the Ronin series. And you know, when they announced Lost Years, it was like, Okay, cool. But as far as I know, they're not going back and covering that ten years yet. And that's that was my biggest gripe was that they jumped ten years from issue mm-hmm. two to issue three and i understand why they did it they need yep. to move the story along now it makes but sense like right? there's no emotional impact the only death that gets any emotional impact i mean other than like immediate emotional impact when splinter dies like the only death that gets any emotional impact is mikey you know like and i understand that and they went through and you know in the interviews i read it was like you know it's just a death that shouldn't you know, it doesn't need to have that much impact, but it does. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I don't get to see Casey grieving over Raph's death, yeah, because Raph left him behind that night. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't. I mean, everybody's dead, or at least Mikey thinks everybody's dead by issue three, which is why he takes off. But like, you don't see any emotional impact from Leo and Casey's death. You know, on that
0: fourth print cover, and that's the only place. yeah yeah. yeah, so I think that's why that one hit so hard is because mm-hmm. that's the only catharsis that you get. You know, it's like, oh, did they go and get the body? Well, they did, and it's canon because it's on the cover. You know, but <laughs> but if it's like yeah, a Marvel I, comic, you can't trust the cover.
1: You know? <laughs> I joked around. I joked around for quite a while. I even started writing up a little bit of a script. I was like Ben. I was like, you just need to go back and do a micro series, Target Ronan. <laughs> They pulled Raph out of the... Wa- B- Agent Bishop pulled Raph out of the water and turned him into a, you know, a restarted his target R experiment. Yep. <laughs> Mikey has to fight him.
3: Well, oh, he already God. knows
0: how to draw that, so... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, it, or you could do, like, the whole urban legends thing where you turn him into the cyborg turtle, you know? You can go that uh, way. Oh, yeah. Route, yeah. You know? yeah. And, and we speculated on all this stuff, too. Um, yeah. I, I'm going to say my favorite was issue four, Cause issue five was is great. Like, and I think the ending is, is awesome. Like that's the way that it had to end. And it just, everything made sense.
1: I'm still but a little on the fence about them. the epilogue, you know? Um, I don't know, man. I, I'm excited for it. I, I'm excited. and I'm excited to see what happens. I'm just, I'm a little on the fence about it, you know, especially, I mean, I know it has no, no through line continuity, but like what they're currently doing in the IDW with, you know, the different turtles, you know, yeah, yep. Whether they're clones or whatever they are, you know, it's 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 I don't know, you know. We'll see, we'll see what happens. I guess Lost Years is going to give us glimpses of the future. Oh, that would probably cool. going to be Casey Marie training the new turtles.
2: Yeah, that's 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 where I'm at with that. You know, I Casey. would not
1: be surprised if at least one of these new turtles is a, is a female.
0: I'm okay with this, you know. Yeah. I mean, name it, name it, Lita. I'll be happy.
1: Yeah. Albino turtle. I love Lita. <laughs> are
0: you kidding me? Like two of my favorite characters are Lita and Pepperoni. You know, yeah. both both strong female lead characters. So I yeah,
1: love but pepperoni. don't but don't do what IDW did in that in that future that flash forward where like Pepperoni was further mutated and it had like giant arms. That kind of look ridiculous.
0: Oh yeah, no. I mean, I just I like kind of the Pepperoni now. You know, yeah. and, and all that, like the one that hangs out with Alapex and Raf and all that. And like, I, I think that she's just cool. I, I like her and, you know, and I'm I'm a Jenica I'm a fan. Like, I, I think that the whole idea behind how they did this and he had such a long game on it. It was it was 48 issues, I think, before he got to the end point that he wanted to. Tom Wallace is a freaking genius, man. Yeah. Like, like he's there, was like a, a, he's there was a like lot Claire
1: of foreshadowing and a lot of planning for that, yeah. you know. And I mean,
0: nobody can say they didn't see this coming. Nobody. This right. is this is like Cle- Chris Claremont planting seeds in 1982 that he plans on doing in 1991. You know, yep. it's like it's like that, and you're like, "Oh yep. man, Tom Wolf, wow, you know, <laughs> it's so cool." So I, I'm a big fan. Um,
1: let, Let's. I uh, mean, let's- speaking of issue four, like like I said, you know, like that Lawson cover, I really like from issue four, but. um, all the Sin City homages that Ben was doing, like when he did the the splinter cover for issue four. Yes. I when love the, the that Drake splinter knows? cover. Yeah. 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 I'm. You know, with, with the red sun in the background. And like, I mean, I really, I really like that exclusive that we got in the box for issue five with the sun in the center, the metal. Mm-hmm.
2: You know, it yeah, was kind of, kind of a mashup of uh, homage to his, to his issue one and then, you know, issue two. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: That's a, it's a, it's a really cool cover. And like he did it Mirage style, you know, red bandanas, you know. Yep. I mean, that is now, that is what, the highest print run on a metal cover? Yeah.
2: 250? 250. Uh,
1: 250. 250. Yeah,
2: that's, that's the highest print cover. Yeah. And the there, was, print run. there
1: was only, what, 225 of us who have boxes?
2: Yeah. I didn't, I didn't get one. I didn't get one myself. I, I actually uh, went down to. The five dollar tier because I have other stuff that I'm getting involved with right now. Oh yeah, now. for sure. So, like, I, know. I,
1: when I joined the club, I jumped in at two hundred.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I jumped in at
1: two hundred. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I I you know I, I had this is back during quarantine when I had friggin pandemic money.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, you know, I jumped in at two hundred because I had heard about Ben Bishop and I had heard he was going to do Ronan and I figured this was the only way I was ever going to get a commission from him. So, that's how I did that and then I immediately dropped down to sketchy. And then when I lost my job, the last time I dropped down to the 25, I was like, I want to still at least get yeah, a box, you know? Yeah. Cause you it's, never it's know. Like reason. you don't know, you don't know what he's going to toss in the box from time to time. Like that. Puzzle yeah. was great. The, I wish that, I wish the, the art that they used for the puzzle had been made into a cover, you know? Cause that was originally mm-hmm. a concept cover. Um, there's some,
0: there's some cool stuff that he's done. And I mean, I, I was, I was talking about this with, um, with Eric, like he has a skateboard deck that he made of that cover of uh, number two where the Ronin is sitting there and, you know, he's got all the stuff laid out in front of him and all that. It's like that end scene from, from issue number one, where, you know, he's going to commit seppuku. you know, yeah. uh, and I'm like, wow, that looks awesome. You know, like yeah. I would put that on a clock. I would put that on a bandana on a jacket, like, like It's just, like, so iconic. Just like that Sin City one. Well, it's like
1: that and that and its sister cover for number three, the case of Marie standing in front Mm -hmm. of the bench. Yep. You know? Um, Those are two of the boards, two of the decks. Like, I have... I have a medal of that one, actually. I have the regular, like, I have... This one.
0: Oh, so you... Okay, so you've got that Sin
1: City deck. Yeah, Yeah, this is the white with the red, Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's gorgeous.
1: Hi, this is Adam, aka Casey Jones from Casey Jones Livewire, and you're listening to Epic Tales from the Sewers. Time for a knuckle sandwich, punk. You know, but uh, there have been a couple other decks that I need to get. I would eventually
0: like to get from. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw out another um, honorable mention: uh, the director's cut. The Kevin Eastman cover, uh-huh. where it's black and and kind of like the blue pencil and all that,
1: okay, that is gorgeous too. Well, that's like, that's the one in ten cover, just blue line, right? Yes.
2: Yep. Yeah, pretty much.
0: I, I like I like specifically this version where it's got like the white paper with the the black and blue lines on it, and it's the director's yeah. cut.
1: That was now. A great what did book. you think of the uh, the issue three exclusive blue line?
0: uh by eastman or by ruth who was that no by eastman
1: Eastman. i I like
0: all the eastman covers yeah
1: because it was it was like that rough blue line version of what became the cover a Mm
0: -hmm.
1: um what i thought was so cool like when i first saw cover a for number three which is probably one of my favorite cover a's uh like i immediately like in my mind it was like that looks really familiar and it didn't immediately click to me that it was a death and return to Superman homage. Oh, you know, you <laughs> know? actually didn't click with me because either. you've got you got oh yeah you've got the buildings either side and it comes yeah. in and instead of the flagpole with the cape, it's the sword with his yeah mask. the
0: sword with the mask yeah okay yeah. so just actually, just so everybody would, knows though. what we're talking about we're talking about the uh, cover for uh, issue number four or, or is this three three
2: issue three yeah cover a, the main cover. The-
0: Theos sword, your main cover, um, and and uh, Casey's mask, you know, and then um, there, there's the thing flying. So, yeah, it is just like that. I didn't think about that. I, I probably did at one point, but I, I forgot. But I'm like, yeah, I didn't even think about that. The death of
2: uh, Superman. Yeah. I had it's, so many people cool. ask me to get that one for him. Really? Like, yeah, because there were so many people asking me to get the – get. I had to get so many covers for for people. People were asking me to get off of Kevin Eastman's site, and that was, like, one of the big ones. They're like, oh, I want this one. I want this one. Um, well, so, I mean, like that cover was the inspiration for the
1: Bleaker. Yep, Bleaker's just mm-hmm. a more detailed version of that, and then yeah. Bleaker is basically the connecting cover to uh, the STCC for number three. Like you could lay those two together, and they would pretty much be connecting covers. <laughs>
0: I've never tried that. That's that's kind of cool too. So, yeah, um, that's a great cover, and, and I mean. Um, in color, black and white, in metal, like any any way that you slice it, that's still a really good cover, that uh, Ben Bishop San Diego Comic-Con exclusive cover. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, I'm yeah. glad I, I picked two of those up when I did.
1: Well, so. then he, I mean, he he homaged that same image when he did the rock bottom, what was it, the, the fifth or the sixth printing of number one? hmm Yeah.
0: Well, the, the fifth... Is it the fifth of number one that's that's gone up in price like considerably?
1: Well it was be- see that's the thing, it's weird where the print where the print counts come in because mm-hmm. you had so SDCC, like which is the connecting set, and that was supposed to be like fifth print. And then you had Ben's, which is that rock bottom cover, which is supposed to be sixth print, but it was never really like they were both labeled fifth print at one point. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah.
2: there's too many covers. Let's just so, say that. Yeah,
0: I, I kind of I get, like, it's fun. It's fun to get and talk about this and all that. None of this literally affects the story, which which we loved. And it's like, oh, realistically, yeah. as soon as I could, I picked up the trade paperback because that's what I'm going to read.
1: I'm waiting on my, I'm waiting on the the exclusive version with, with Bens art on the dust jacket. Oh, oh yeah, that is, that is uh, nice. I'll pick up a cover A as a reader. My buddy actually texted me, like, My buddy who got me back in the turtles way back when, he texted me the other day and he's like, I picked it up. He's like, I'm finally about to read Ronan. And I'm like, well, make sure you call me and let me know what you thought.
0: And I mean, like, there were enough places that were doing the. Is there a cover gallery in there? There's a couple. So, um, yeah, I think so. I haven't really
2: really went through mine. The
0: the Ben Bishop ones in there. Like, thank goodness. You know, that's why I picked that one out. Your Lawson one's here.
1: Oh wait, that's not Lawson.
0: Hold
1: on. There you oh, go. There you go for sure.
0: So that one's there, and like I said, that's that's probably my favorite piece I've ever seen of his artwork. You know, uh, Ben Harvey, and and I actually have Ben Harvey's art on on my wall on the side there. Um, he's, he's probably, that was
1: uh, a
2: Toy Wiz cover or whatever, right? Yep, you got Whiz your Toy in there. Yeah, and, Toy Wiz. Yeah, that was from Toy Wiz. Uh, I've looked up so many, so many. See, like I'm a huge, I'm a
1: huge yeah. Rick and Morty fan, but like. I think Royland's style is just... I think it was too cartoony for the serious subject matter of Ronan. And I said that from from a jump. I'm like, I, you know, um, some people like that art. Some people love his stuff regardless. But like, I don't know. I don't know. I just,
0: I, um, I'm not going to be someone that disparages art from people, but I'm going to tell you that his style is not for me. And mm-hmm. um, I don't own a single one of the covers. I couldn't justify the expense for what they were
1: well, going for. Some of them if, looked cool, like the, the one yeah. with Baxter and Mutagen Man and stuff. That's the but, only one, but that yeah. goes back to what I was saying. Like, these artists don't read the story. They're not allowed to. So they just pull random stuff from the Turtle franchise. Yeah. And mm-hmm. hoping it sticks. It's like it's like when I was working at the shop and everybody was kind of... All these regular people were coming in and just jumping in on, on Ronin because they were like, oh, the Turtles are dead or blah, blah, blah. And you'd have people come in and they'd be like... They pick up a Jenica book and they'd be like, "Hey, does this have anything to do with that last Ronin story?" And no offense to the Jenica story, but my first, <laughs> my instinctive response was, "God, I hope not."
2: <laughs> you know, because I, I
1: just don't I only, like because, only because wow. I don't think she would have fit into the
2: story. Yeah, I mean, this is this this is done back in eighty seven. So I yeah. mean, I mean, this is this is original original story with Kevin and Pete. And so, I mean, it, it just, it had to be, it had to be simple. You know right. what I'm saying? They had to keep, they had to keep it, you know, simple. It was, it it to was be- simple, too. Well,
1: you saw those original drawings for Last Ronin, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, they're, the they're ones he the did way back out. then that looked more like Frank Miller's Ronin. Like, more that style. There was more, a lot more edges to the costume. You know, Ronin had, uh, like, the the traditional you know armor with like kind of almost like donatello's hat
3: Yep.
1: in the in the series um i mean it was a little clunky but it was the 80s style you know it looked more like you know what they wanted to base it on and and that's all it was it wasn't supposed to be a huge event it was like well well if we end this how are we gonna end it you know what i'm saying like what are we gonna be where are they gonna be in 40 50 years whatever and okay. i mean They made it slick
0: by giving him that green arrow, Dr. Doom style hood, you know? And I mean, like they, they're like, Hey, how about this? But we're going to make it slick and cool. Like, Oh, I like
1: that a lot. (laughs) Well, I mean, you, you, you obviously know what they were saying. Like, Oh, we originally said it like, you know, 30 years in the future. So the original last Ronan timeline was 2017.
3: Mm
1: -hmm. Like, can you imagine this story being set in 2017? no having lived through 2017 like yeah
0: no absolutely i i did think at first that it was pretty close to like like valiant comics rye like if you've ever read rye like it's really close to a similar type of story to the first issue of rye and i was like hmm like there's like he meets a plucky young uh female character and he has you know some kind of things going on and he's fighting the sentries and i'm like yeah, it's kind of like rye, but still it's really awesome. So but right. sticking with it, it's like, oh man, this this is just like cool because the places they're going with your with your familiar characters, you're like, Oh, April's yeah. here, but well, what's her deal? Why is she
1: why is she missing a hand and a in a leg?
0: You know, yeah. uh, so it it just it deviates in those areas but it's it, it just was
1: But it's like even we even go back like to before Rona came out or right after that first issue or you know before we even knew it was Mikey you know like part of me part of me was like you know they shouldn't even tell us which turtle it is until the end <laughs> until the last issue I, Like I if they had had us guessing the entire time You know, I mean, they probably would have been able to pull out the dynamic that they had, but still,
0: it's audience alienation. Where I think that you would feel almost owed it, like in reading through it. I could have seen if they made it to the second issue, but to tell the story that they wanted to with like the the turtles that died and all that, I think that they had to tell us.
2: They they could have done it
0: in the beginning of the first, uh, the second, like absolutely, like end of first, first, second. But the cool thing, too, 48. Pages. It's essentially the second issue that they tell us because you, you've got usually twenty-two pages on a regular comic. Oh yeah, these were planned to be oversized
1: format. from the jump. So. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. like oversized
0: yeah. and double size. So it's like it's like reading an annual. So it's I mean it's it's there's a lot to these. Right. I
2: could have made a novel out of this. Seriously. <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely.
1: <laughs> absolutely. And, and, I, mean, I mean, when, when you, you read
2: they, they, this thing, I mean. I it reads like one. Yeah, I mean, they, the they,
1: graphic novel's got to definitely be, you know, how many pages is that? Uh,
2: I mean, you're probably looking at over 200 and some. Probably, I don't even know. How many Does it not- have a
1: page count in here?
2: Uh, I don't even know.
1: No. It I doesn't any even have a page count. No. But I, I'll tell you this, man, Well, 48 the, the Ford, pages times five issues is at least 200, you know. Yeah. And the forward
0: yeah. is by Robert Rodriguez, which is badass.
1: Yeah, so, uh, that was one of the reasons I I picked it up because I wanted to read that. Yeah, it's was, it was great and and um, it's funny. They should have you know, like, they should have given you know by that same token they should have given Robert Rodriguez a cover.
0: I've never seen him. Uh,
1: I've never He's seen, got some like, very artwork. like abstract kind of art, but I think it would have been cool. You and know. Now I'm,
0: now I'm thinking, how cool would it be to get a Rob Zombie cover? You know, you <laughs> know like, like stop doing other stuff and just maybe do some artwork.
2: You know. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think his artwork would probably be a lot better than uh, uh, his movies. movies. Well, let me, I, let me I, I plead the fifth. Let
0: me <laughs> ask you this one. Let's let's we'll, we'll get off of that and, and get on to um, what did you think of the Alan Qua covers?
1: Um, I see it was different. Like once I realized they were a set and I weren't wasn't going to get them all, I kind of you shied just, away from them. Yeah, okay, you know, I saw I saw the the first one and then I saw the second one and I was like oh why is Leo on a cover you know and that was you know issue two after we found out it was Mikey and I'm like why is Leo I was like that's odd you know I like quaz's work he's done some great stuff yeah, for oh, like yeah. crossover and stuff like that uh,
0: I think he's super underrated and just finally starting to get his, his footing I know he's been working on the Hulk and like some Spider-Man stuff but yes. he's just getting there now where it's like Hey, take notice of this artist because he is freaking good.
1: And I think there are a lot of artists that uh are getting recognized because of the work they did for Ronin.
2: Mm-hmm. You know? Absolutely.
1: Um, I mean Mike himself, Mike Ruth himself has said, you know, all I want to draw these days is turtles.
0: <laughs>
1: and yeah. You know I, yeah. I, you know, I used to talk, I was talking with Mike, you know, way back during quarantine when I discovered tags and everything. And at that time I was the Turtles guy. Everybody wanted Batman or My Little Pony yeah. or whatever, Swamp Thing. And I'd be like, yeah, draw me Casey Jones. You know, and that's where the coaster collection started. And I was the Turtles guy in, in there for a while. And Mike was like, you know, he had just done that number one cover and he's like, yeah, all I want to draw is Turtles now. That's
0: so cool. Like between yeah. that and the Swamp Thing, I mean,
2: yeah, and, and, um, he's just crazy overall. Really, some of the stuff that he does. Dude, one
1: of my favorite things about Mike is the whole found found object
2: drawing. Yes, I sent Dude, him stuff. By the way, I find find him random, but
1: he just draws
2: with it. Like, yes, that's yes. crazy. Here, like, he has a couple what, of TMNT accessories right now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that I gave to him. We and sent him a, a uh,
0: swamp thing, and he uh, he did his swamp thing. The first one with like the like the uh the
1: hand attachment that came oh, with it. yeah 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 from the action figure, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was that was pretty cool. So yeah, um,
0: Al- Alan Qua, the first one for me is is my favorite of them. You know, but then you got the Leo, the Don, Vinnie you know, the you've ref. got Mike and Raph. and then you've got like the So your back favorite side is of the, the
1: Ronin cover. It is, yeah.
0: Okay. I to go I'm going to go with that one. Um I own the Leo one and I think I own the Mike. I traded the Don um to uh Scott Scott Cromer. Shout out to uh Chrome Comics. You know our, our buddy that was on with all of the uh, previews. Uh, I traded mm-hmm. that to him for the Leo because Leo's my guy, so I had to. But um, I, I was a big fan, and I I think that he's one of those guys to watch. Like where he goes next is going to be just like it's going to be crazy. Oh yeah, he goes. And, and yeah. this was
2: a huge springboard for him. Well, now, I thought he signed. I thought he signed with DC or Marvel or something. He's like in Marvel that, like, now. He's yeah, in Marvel I, now. I yeah, that's I thought. Yeah. I know he's in Malaysia and stuff, but I know I thought he. Signed to do some work for like one of them too.
0: Yeah, I, I I try to follow him on on social media. You know, comment on stuff. It's it's really good. And um, another one, um, you you guys like the Miko Suyanem um, variant? I like
1: I like Suyan's covers, but I only got like two of them, and I ended up selling them. Just like I got
0: the first ones for issue one, like where he's just kind of the face, and it's half of the turtle skull with like the sword. Yeah,
1: that's oh, wow. cool. That's so that was a concept. really cool one.
0: And there's three different versions, and, and mm-hmm. there's a color version, there's a, like a, a monochrome version, and then there's like black and white. And yeah. it's just, it's so cool. And, and if, uh, if you guys ever ever read like uh, Bloodshot or anything like that, he did Bloodshot, and it was set up like, like the Ronin, where there was two different art styles. And there was his style, and his style was, was the past. And then there was another one where it's like, okay, it's kind of like dark and inky, like Jay Lee style. And that was like the future of what's going on with like Bloodshot's daughter. His stuff is so hyper detailed; it's gorgeous. He's got ninjack in there too, you know. And, yep. and I'm just like, wow. Dude, I'm surprised that, no one jumped I'm on this so guy. I was so
1: surprised yet. when they rebooted ninjack. I was like, what? They brought it back,
0: and then they rebooted that too because they didn't yeah. like it. So,
1: yeah. but we all kind of called that
0: though, Rob. Like, it, it was too. Like nobody got it, you know. Right. It's like like poor Jeff Parker was like you know, doing that. And he's writing out the whole thing and he's like, oh, I can't wait to get this going. And then it's like, oh, we're going to cancel it. It's like, why did you hype it up so much? You guys put out four, five comics a year. It's like, come on.
1: Yeah. I mean, we could say the same thing about DC Warner Brothers and uh, Batgirl. They shot a whole movie and oh. then threw it in the trash.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going on. That's going to be the new Fantastic Four, isn't it? You know, someone's gonna leak out a copy of the the uncut Batman.
1: Batman the old movie. Roger Corbett version. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a classic. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. It is. definitely. Um, but speaking of like, speaking of covers and stuff, and like, you know, another one of my favorites is like, I really like the cover that Noah Salt did for issue five. Yeah, his his with issue five, the flames is really good. and shredder standing over. You know, and, that and was we all great.
0: pre-ordered that without even seeing it. So sight right. unseen, we um Noah's a great artist. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I would love to see Noah getting some well, extra press. I remember
1: issue three when Ben teased it in the Discord and he teased like a corner. I saw a corner of Casey's mask, and I immediately messaged Noah and I'm like, Yo, let me get that away. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like you haven't even seen it yet i'm like i don't care nice (laughs) and then uh he's like well i don't know if i'm gonna sell it but if i do he's like i'll hit you up and i'm like all right well we'll see (laughs) but uh do you guys think that uh idw is gonna go on a a variant run for for lost years yes 100 percent.
0: they have no reason not to they're they're doing it now for armageddon game
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's that's the thing is, I think, I think (laughs) instead of instead of everybody just applying to do coverage for every issue, I think what it is now after the whole variant mess of Ronin, IDW is they're taking select issues and being like, oh, this is one thirty-two, we're going to do a bunch of variants for this, but you know, one thirty-three will get three covers, you know, A, B, and the one, the RI. This is, by the way,
0: what DC and Marvel do now. So like it's it's nothing new. It's it's, right. a, it's yeah. just a key issue. Like it's not like oh it's Batman 132 the first appearance of, you know, uh Failsafe or something. You know, it's yeah. it's not that. You know, it's it's like okay, now we got I don't know. I was just throwing that number out there, but still it's like Turtles 132 featuring, you know, this Bob uh is it Thick or Bob Basic, you know, uh, like he'll be his Bob Thick. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, great great guy. By the way, oh
1: Bob's Bob's awesome, dude, and, and I really no, like I really I, like the cover he's doing, doing it, for Max. You know? Oh yes, absolutely. You know? Um, that's the thing is like, I don't know, like I still don't understand how they're gonna run it concurrently with Armageddon game because we've got one more issue of Opening Moves, and then I think it's four issues of Armageddon game, and then they're still gonna be doing the 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 ongoing, and then Saturday morning. Sat- I'm hyped for Saturday Morning Adventures, right? dude. Saturday I'm morning. hyped for yeah, Saturday
2: Morning I mean, I'm not going to lie. They, I mean, they, they have a, a a broad spectrum of the turtle stuff now. I mean, they see that. I'm sorry, but <clears throat> the turtle stuff. I mean, it's 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 more popular than anything. Now else going going
1: have. off on a tangent here. Saturday Morning Adventures is supposed to pick up where the cartoons left off, right? supposedly okay. it's it's supposed well, so to be so it's kind of it's kind of like what of, Kevin uh, Smith did with Master's Universe Revelations where it picks up at you know where the series left off my question is is it where the series left off or is it i i it to take place before the red sky season it's before the red sky season okay. that's a whole lord, Dredd no lord thing. Dreg thing i mean it was no, all right uh, you know the yeah. only reason they created lord drake Toys? Is no, the only reason they came out with that character is because that was right around the time when Power Rangers brought in Lord Zed and pushed uh, Rita yeah. to the side. So they're like, oh, we need a new villain.
0: Well, Power Rangers kind of changed everything when it came to this, because, I mean, you look at it this way, you know, they took out the Turtles, but then the Turtles went to Next Mutation, was which was essentially a Power Ranger show. So it's kind of right. the
1: same stuff. Right. So, well, that's, I mean, that's, a, a I mean, that's fandoms... another thing I'm waiting for is, is the, the second installment of the crossover yeah
0: that's going to be a good one and, and you know, maybe they we'll that at see, So art. I completely for forgot about that. Williams the second
2: art yeah. yeah speaking of Freddie Williams oh his your uh, list? Uh, <laughs> his issue two incentive was I really really like that one I know it's just you know like him but I don't know like we all issue know who Freddie Williams issue two was it, uh, it was the incentive was it the incentive was it two or issue three three Issue, the one in 10 for issue two. I, I know the one you're talking uh, about I, yeah. I, I can't remember he so many of them.
1: one in this book too he literally. did a number five yeah. for uh, for Kevin for, yeah. uh, which
2: is very cool. I him, that him, I him and Kevin worked together on a number five which that's
1: another that's another mean. one is the issue five one in 10 the the Dark Knight Returns homage with it's Ronan and that Casey Marie no that's right there?
2: yeah yep issue yeah, three. That one, that's the one that that's yeah
0: that's in the book so yep yeah, um, it's great. And if if you were to ask me, you know, just from the top of my head, like, who are my top five Ninja Turtle artists, I'm not going to give you the full list, but um, Freddie's up there. Absolutely. In the top five, 100%. I love his stuff.
1: Well, it's like I've always said, like, you know, turtles have to look a certain way to me. But like, once again, you guys know my obsession with the Casey Jones character, like i've always said that freddie is one of the top five casey jones artists nice,
0: nice. you know
1: uh, i mean biz
0: i imagine is up there right obviously
1: biz yep. mike ruth you know there's been some great uh casey artists that just they're not regular artists you don't normally see it's just like random stuff like mm-hmm. you know yeah I'm, um, I'm
0: with you all the way on that one there eric like uh i am a huge fan of freddy like the first time i had him on the show and all that i was like wow how do i not geek out yeah. you know about like yeah. <laughs> the
1: guy that did batman Turtles and that's the guy out. who's super nice like i i got a commission from and i met him for the first time at um at granite last year and he was super cool you know um like when we did that dinner beforehand, like watching Freddie meet Jim Lawson for the first time was really cool. That was a cool moment. <laughs>
0: that's cool. But granted, it seems to be like that mecca of, of uh,
2: turtles just all coming together. And I think it, that's they, what they're, they're trying called. to make it, man. I think that's they're what they're they trying well. to make it. That's what? Might as well make it a turtle con. Might as well make it a turtle con. I mean, that's, yeah, I think that's what that they're being... trying to
1: eventually. This is the thing is. They double midnight's trying to be all inclusive and not do just turtle stuff, but they need to realize that if they were the only turtle con, you know, people are gonna go.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, no, especially I next year would be probably be the best time to, to start doing a turtle con for the simple fact of, I mean, it's the 40th year anniversary, and you know, it's right, but there needs to thing. be something, there needs to be something in
1: the collective consciousness. I mean, if Ronard is still going at that point
2: Mm -hmm.
1: you know whether they do another sequel or another prequel you know
0: it may be ramping down on on comic books right now but it's ramping up on action figures and video games and movies and series Mm -hmm. and stuff like that we're getting another um we're getting a a movie like this week we're going to get the the rise of the tmt movie we're gonna get the next movie, um, if not next year, then in twenty twenty four the the Seth Rogen movie, you know. So we're gonna have those. We're gonna have like six new lines of action figures. Mm-hmm. We've got the Cowboy collection oh, yeah. coming out. We've got the Shredder's Revenge. I I am positive they're gonna do downloadable content for that movie. Oh, they're or, better because that. I
1: still don't have the game yet. Yeah, like, for, for that game, I need to get a whole console before I can play the game. So, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Oh, I it's, got it's I got good a couple. Game.
0: <laughs> I it's, a, it's it was like the number one downloaded game like as soon as it came out end of june and all that number well one did movie. you guys oh, no.
1: did you guys ever play uh the fan game rescue palooza i'm very aware of it every time i've I heard play, of it but record. i've never played it <laughs> like shredder's revenge reminds me like the gameplay i've watched and stuff reminds me a lot of rescue palooza like when i was playing rescue palooza it was like Finally, I'm playing the Turtles arcade game, but I can play as Casey. I can play as April. Yuzagi. You know, Ace Ducks in yep. it. You know, Mutagen Man's in it. Like they pulled a lot of people. You can play a, you know, a remote. lot of deep cuts. And then when they when I saw *Shredder's Revenge*, and they were like, I'm like, so did they use the same engine? Did they give credit to these guys? Not it's even even. You know,
0: it's, it's like I, not even close the way it, it works. You know, um, it's it's like super crisp too. Like like the way that you play, you're like, oh wow. You know, mm-hmm. they, um, there was a good interview that I watched with these guys, and they, they were talking about how they built the thing from the ground up and all that. And I'm like, this is this is really sick.
2: Yeah. See, me personally, I'm me as a gamer, I'm I'm a big, big, big time gamer. I got 27 turtle games right now as we speak. All the way. Honestly, from... man, I don't remember
1: the last time like <laughs> I had a PS4 when the Batman one came out for Arkham Knight because I won the system. Arkham um, Knight or was it
2: the Arkham Knight one? Yeah, Arkham, I mean, I mean, the last when they had Nintendo, the gunmetal
1: yeah. gray with Batman on the yeah, yeah. on the yeah, system, yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah. I've only ever like after like N sixty four, I only ever owned like the custom systems, I still, like I had I, the Halo I still got and Mountain Dew Xbox and all that. I yeah. still have my R two D two three sixty, but like my TV died two weeks into quarantine. Oh so, no! So I didn't have a TV that whole time because. I couldn't fulfill my warranty because it was six hours on the phone with people who, you know, there was nobody working. Yeah. I couldn't ship my TV or anything. I saw, you know, I couldn't play, I didn't play video games for the longest time. Yeah. You know, I was playing steam on my laptop and that was about it. Yeah. But yeah, like, that's brutal. <laughs> I like, I like my nostalgic games and I, I'm, I'm excited. Dang but it. like, honestly, like downloadable content for shredder's revenge and co-op play or, you know why I would want to
2: get it. Well, that's the whole thing is like that that's my biggest thing is is what I'm shocked about because like I said I play a lot of games and I'm surprised they haven't did DLCs for The Shredder's Revenge. Just for the simple fact, I know that they can bring in, you know, what people call them now skins, like different kind of like outfits for them. They could go with the retro outfits, they could go with I mean even bring in the Ronin because I I know I know uh Paramount and Fortnite are in talks of bringing the Turtles to Fortnite. Yep. So, I mean, my son plays it. I play with him and all that. Are we going to get
1: Fortnite-exclusive comic covers like they did with Batman? I don't know that they're going to do that. See, I I,
2: I wouldn't be surprised if IDW didn't do something like that, too. Because, I mean, to be honest with you, Fortnite's a huge thing, especially for kids, and I'm not going to lie, I would buy it. Just for the simple fact, for me and my son to have that on the game, because that's how right. that me and him, and him play together. Yeah, for and sure. like that's one thing. That's one thing that this game is missing is DLC. Because I mean, they can make money doing the DLC with this. I mean, with us turtle people, I mean, we would go. I I, I would I would definitely get it. My wife. As far as I'm concerned, saying,
1: you can get as nostalgic as you want with these side scrollers. Let's reboot Tournament Fighters. Give yeah. me a legit Turtles fighting game. Like after they put them Dude, in Justice Two, it was fantastic. We yeah. could do Injustice
0: Two was great, and, and I yeah, yeah. I love it. I have. I don't I love it. all of them in there because like I had a harder time with Raph and Mike, probably. You know, um, but uh, I mean, playing as Leo, like I, I was schooling people.
1: I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, like if they play. updated Tournament Fighters and put like Hiroto in the Shredder suit and like. You know, they had a whole Ronin DLC where you could get like the flashback mm-hmm. versions of the characters and stuff. Yeah. Like, bring, a legit turtle fighting injustice. game yeah. or a last Ronin open world like Skyrim. Yeah. Like see, you take and I was Lost years, too.
3: You take was Lost Years
1: and you transport it into like use the Skyrim engine and it's Mikey wandering. Yeah. You know,
2: I, I think I person. said something I, I to you I about that, didn't I? I? I think I think I said something to Justin about this a while back about about the whole like them doing yeah. they them doing a, a Ronin game where it's it's open. It's like because I play like the God you ever played God of War? Of yeah. Okay. I was thinking it's something like that where it had like a story, but you know, maybe like God of War, but with a little bit of Breath of the Wild. Where it's an open like you said, like an open world type deal and you upgrade and you go through all this process, but have the main story.
1: I see, like, like yeah. if they were gonna do a Ronin game, it would have to be a mix of styles and like I one hundred percent believe that Lost Years is gonna be like a Kwai Chang Kane kind of journey.
0: Yeah, like Kung Fu the Legend continues. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Like it's gonna well, no, like the old movie, like the original movies where he was just walking around, like after he left the monastery and everything. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the explosion happens, Mikey wakes up, he thinks everybody's dead, he's heading towards what he thinks is the last remnants of his family, Donnie and Splinter, and he's just gonna help people along the way. And it's gonna be just that's that's my feeling, my prediction, also very incredible years.
0: Hulk, you know, if you think yeah. about
1: it, yeah, yep. Yep. And I feel like if you did like, if you broke the game up and you did like, when he's in the city, you do it kind of like a cyberpunk Arkham City kind of style, mm. where it's contained in the city, but it's still open. Yep. Yep. And then Loved Arkham city. for like, when he leaves and he's traveling around, you do like Skyrim style. Yeah. And if That's they could it. like, and then, you know, once you've, finish that portion i mean you can even make it first person you know you once you finish that portion you return to the city and it's the same structure as it was in the beginning of the game but there's obviously changes you got to yeah. get up the tower you got to meet yeah. up with case marie jones i, I think that they, would be a fantastic game the, the, i think it team should team be chippendale
0: team. rescue rangers style <laughs> In
1: the, Nintendo version?
0: the Nintendo version. Oh my God! You're throwing apples at people. Yeah, exactly. Rubber balls. Yes.
2: Poles. Yeah. Running
0: along
1: fences and throwing apples and stuff. Making
0: fat yeah. cat and you know bionic kangaroos. That's
1: my Can we make it I like know. original NES DuckTales style, yeah, where you're hopping exactly. on a pole? He's hopping where you're on a
2: pole po- going yeah. And-
0: yeah. Hey, wouldn't that be fun?
2: <laughs> but the TMNT universe. I mean, they. I mean they they have a lot. They have a lot going on. The the TMNT world has been revived. Well, as soon as again. as soon
1: as you know, lost years and all that starts up, we're gonna have what at least three turtles titles as far and as comics the go running
2: all at once. Yeah, Power they're Rangers the TMNT, Armageddon game, the Saturday night, Saturday Saturday morning. Yep, and then you also got the uh the continue. So I mean, they got four. So the continue series. I mean, they they have a lot. I think I along. think
1: uh, well, this is the thing: is Last Ronin brought turtles back into the public consciousness.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah, um, and people will forget about it after a while. But then the movie's going to come out; they will inevitably do a movie, whether it's anime oh, yeah. or whatever. But I, I mean, that might not be for five to ten years. You know, we might not get. Uh, you know, I mean, it would be nice if they fast tracked all that shit and had us, you know, get it by the fortieth anniversary. But yeah. like I could see him doing it by the forty fifth.
0: It's going to be CG the next movie and um, the next. Are you talking about the Seth Rogen version? Yeah, it's going to be yeah. all CG. So, and I mean the, yeah. the last time they tried something was the Bay, and I mean the second one was better than the first one if you ask me. But it's it wasn't what you know, like they they put the wrong people in charge of it. You know, because even like some of the casting was was okay, but some was really questionable. Like Tony Shalhoub is Splinter. I'm like I'm not really sure what you guys were going for,
1: you know? Like, I, yeah, none of this made sense. And, and there there they were they issues. The I had like
0: Baxter Stockman
1: loved it. Tyler oh Perry. yeah, Tyler Perry's Baxter Stockman was fantastic. Yeah. And like, I'm never gonna forgive Steve Amell for turning Casey into a a cop. Um,
0: <laughs> well, he he just played the role. So just he... <laughs> not my Casey,
1: but um, like the second one was great. Like. I always tell this story. Like I met Eastman here in Detroit in 2020 and it was the only North American date on the tour. And I met him and as a, you know, as I was waiting in line and actually Michelle Ivy was behind me. She had oh, nice. her cart full of props <laughs> and stuff. And that was the first time I met her. She's and, awesome. Uh, but I, She's I was, your still, neighbor too. <laughs> I was up at uh, I was standing up at the table and I was talking to actually I was talking to David Wynn uh, before I knew who he was. And I bought the Skyline variant for 100 because, you know, anything you bought from the table, you to sign for free. And I was going to sign it and CBCS it. And uh, there's this guy before me and like he just walked, he didn't get anything signed, he just walked up and he's like, I just wanted to tell you that the last two Michael Bay movies sucked. And I look at Kevin and I look at the dude and he goes to walk away. I'm like, hold up. I'm like, that is rude as hell. I was like, you just you waited in line just to tell this mo- this man that movies he had nothing to do with sucked? I was like, first of all, that's rude as hell. Second of all, as somebody who grew up on the cartoon series, Out of the Shadows is the movie we all wanted to see. Mm-hmm. Krang, Rocksteady, Bebop, we never got any of that in the nope. original so Turtle We got movies. Tokar you know and Razor, that's what we had. They <laughs> finally got around to giving it to us, and like, I loved Sheamus' as Rocksteady. Dude, did I did, too. That was fantastic. I mean, like, now, on. if if Seth Rogen... Like, I understand it'll be CGI. I really wish they would go, like, the Who Framed Roger Rabbit route and do oh, mixed. Yeah. You know? Give me Danny McBride and Craig Robinson as Rocksteady and Bebop.
2: Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. oh, my God. Craig Robinson, that'd be hilarious. Yes. That, is like, that is. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man.
0: Yeah, I you know what I love that, and uh, that's that's great. So he would he would be rock steady, and Danny McBride would be bebop, or, or would Greg Danny Robinson be... is bebop? Okay, I seen the turtles, I seen them. That, that's that's <laughs> funny because that's kind of closer to that JB Smooth sort of version, so which which I loved. So <laughs> he, he was just great in that role. That is oh, man, 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 that is exquisite fan casting. Wow, you
1: heard I mean especially first. if it's gonna be Seth Rogen, you know. I mean, wasn't Bill Hader the voice of Krang in Outer Shadows? Yeah, but you also
2: got to – yeah, I, I think – I don't know. It was he Fred Armisen. I, won't, I won't look that up right now. No,
1: I admit that when I first heard Seth Rogen was going to do it, like I had faith in him because of what he did with Preacher and he stuck to the source material. But when he when they started talking about leaning into the – Teenage aspect I was afraid it was Going to be like super bra- super bad TMNT
0: it's going to be fart Jokes is is like that's what he means So it's like it's going to be fart jokes and Pranks and stuff like that yeah so you know It's not going to be like like you, you, you can't go into everything expecting it to be The last Ronan like we have the last Ronan And it's great and it's separate
1: But it's Brad not Garrett. everything else Oh it was Brad Garrett that oh dude. Brad Garrett The guy from Everybody Loves Raymond the brother Lo- Lobo yeah.
0: himself yep yeah, no, that's that's great. Yeah, I don't. Um, I'm going to watch it like I'm going to watch this rise of the rise of the CMT. I'm going to watch all of them. You know, um, it doesn't mean it has to be my favorite thing. I yeah. think that if if I go back to it, probably one of the best ones we ever saw is that 2007, you know, um, yeah. that was all CGI. You I love Evans, that one. I love that great, one. And Eastman's even said that's the best one they he thinks they've ever done. Mm-hmm. You know, with Mako, you know, you, you have Mako doing the voice of Splinter, and it's like this is the guy from Conan the Barbarian. You know, who was the wizard. I'm like, this is awesome.
1: You know,
2: I'm like this is yeah. so cool. He really, he yeah. really did a good job.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, that was a. I, I really enjoyed that that movie. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, after you know, I mean, everybody kind of fell off after the third live action movie and stuff, and like. I really like the idea of the concepts they had for a fourth movie, but they never did, mm-hmm. you know. So they kind of cleaned it up, and you know, I mean, Patrick Stewart in in the CGI film was fantastic, you know. Um, well, I mean, I don't know. You it's think like, about
0: it too. You you had coming off of her Oscar win for Crouching Tiger, you know, uh, the the main character, what was her name, like Jen Yu or something like that, was doing Cry, you know. I don't Sarah know Michelle Geller. You know, doing, doing, I don't know uh, if it's uh, just
1: tempo. me, but your volume is very low. It's I can low. barely hear you guys. Okay. it might. I don't know. Can you hear me now? My volume's all the way up, so I don't know.
2: <laughs> can you hear me now? Hang on. Let's see if, uh, let's see if I can good turn this. How about now? A little bit better.
1: All right. Any better? Yeah, a little bit better. Okay. Well, it's I'm just good. saying,
0: you know, um, the casting on that, really great you know they they did such a good job with that and and chris evans like would go on to become one of the biggest stars in hollywood you know and and kevin smith was in the movie yeah so it's yep. you know it it had its its absolute charms and i mean it's it's a lot better i think
1: than people remember it right well see that's the thing is each each generation has their turtles that is true mm-hmm. you know yeah. and it's and that's why like yeah, Rise wasn't my thing, but there's a generation that's going to grow up with Rise as their thing, you know. Yep. So it is what it is. Um, and they may play Shredder's Revenge and then go back and watch the '80s cartoon, right? For mm-hmm. sure, for sure. And I'm, I'm, I'm honestly like, I didn't watch much Rise. I watched the first couple episodes. I'm excited to kind of, I'm excited to see the movie to figure, you, to, you know, how it wraps up the you- series and stuff.
2: Because he has got I've Casey
1: Jones.
2: Yeah. Because of Casey Jones. That's yeah. why. I mean, just yeah. admit it. <laughs> just admit it. It's totally true. It's just well, I mean, I,
1: you know, I was a little, I was a little worried when they brought in Cassandra. You know, and I was like, wait, what? What's going on? You know, like, I thought that it, it was a whole alternate universe. Like, you know, Raph was leading the team, and it was like, what is going yeah. on?
2: You know. Yeah. yeah. It, it's 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 to to us. To us, you know, we're we're accustomed to the old school, how how the old turtles were from the nineteen nineties, you know what I'm saying? The eighty seven well, the eighty seven turtles, I should say. And you know, that's the thing about my son, like he has seen the eighty seven turtles, he's seen the ninety movies turtles, he has seen every single turtles out there. Mm -hmm. He likes all of them. He even likes Rise. And then don't get me wrong, I'll watch Rise with him, but sometimes I, I Can't watch it, but I but it sometimes it intrigues me. And Uh, and I'm not gonna Yeah. Yeah. And that's the whole thing, it is like whenever I I sit there and you know, like I seen that trailer for the Rise movie. I was kinda like, Okay, you you got me you got me interested. It's a little bit Titans Go movie, man. You know, it was just like (laughs) okay, you know, I mean Raz has kind of grown on me a little bit, but not a whole lot. But when it, with this movie, it's really got me intrigued. And sure. I know, I know once it comes out, me and him are just going to sit down, you know, and just sit there and watch it. That's what we're going to do. Yeah. Well, mean, see, we,
1: that's the thing is, even if I didn't like the whole series, I've always been a sucker for backstory and like mythology of anything. Yeah. You know? So, like, seeing how it all ties up and you know how they've made it from raft to Leo and how they made their changes because rise is essentially a prequel to you know turtles it's a chapter of turtles we haven't seen before yeah. Just like Ronan you know um so it, it, it's interesting to see but like what well, I mean the the art was a little bit jarring at first but like yeah I mean looking back at how many Ronan covers he did, can you imagine if Roiland had done rice?
2: No. I plead the booth.
1: <laughs> I just
0: <laughs> I I don't get it, you know. I just don't. And, yeah, and yeah. Um, it's it's like if the turtle showed up on Rick and Morty, sure. You know, but I I don't know. It's just like I it's so separate in my mind, you know.
2: Well right they kinda have they kind of have a broken canister.
0: Oh yeah, okay. All right, that's fair. I, I just want to bring this back. There's, I literally went through almost all of my covers. I didn't mention there's, there's like three on here. Um, Last Ronin number four from Johnny D. Jar, uh, D. D. Genus, which he's been on the show and I can't even, I can't even, uh, say yeah. his, name. Um, his number four cover and then his number one cover. I love him.
2: I liked his, I liked his, um, issue two. That With was a wild... the the ghosts and all that. Yeah, where it had like the ghosts in the background. But what I liked about the ghosts in the background was where Mikey or like one of them had like a big old piece of pizza coming out of their mouth and all that stuff. And the you know, it, yeah, they were doing all kinds of crazy. Here's stuff. that Ben Sketch cover I was telling you guys about. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that, is that one. Gorgeous. Is it
1: a, what's that one? What issue is it? This is uh, this is the issue one hundred.
2: Yeah. Okay. old yeah. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Yeah, he I was got two gearing up to work on Ronan and he did an auction. Uh, yeah, I remember that. I think I remember that one. That's
1: really exactly cool.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I wish he hadn't dated it because I wanted to see, you see it, but obviously it's too late now because like, I wanted him to note that it was like, because you know, Eastman did that Ronan cover and was like, first Ronan sketch cover. Yep.
2: You know, it would be sweet if Ben had noted that on there.
1: Oh that would,
2: yeah, yeah, that'd be super sweet actually. Oh, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure if you take it at granted with you, you want to get it CGC, which I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't think I'm gonna be sending anything to more to CGC. I am going to try out the the expert grading service. Uh, they get in. I'm uh, waiting
1: to see your books come back from CBCS.
2: <laughs> I don't know when that's gonna happen because uh, their system is not up. They currently do have everything going. Like they have all the materials and everything. Yeah, like a but
0: plastic shortage or something.
2: No, no, they have all oh. that. Oh. They have everything. To, this is what they told me. They have everything degraded, but they can't do anything because their system on the uh on the internet is they don't have that ready right now, and right. it's been they fired so, the
0: wrong IT guy. Well, okay. my
1: buddy, my buddy Cody is a CBCS rep, and I see him at all the local shows. And I walked up to him, and I was like, so I hear you guys are doing magazine size now at Last Roner." And he's like, who have you been talking to? He's Because <laughs> like, those are all the questions I've been receiving all day. And he's like, no. He's like, in my opinion, we're not even close. He's like, we're having issues. And I was like, well, that's a bummer, because that was right after you had told me you had submitted books at Lexington. And I was like, I don't want to be the guinea pig. And Cody looks at me and he's like, Yeah, I wouldn't program.
2: either if I were you. <laughs> well, that's the whole thing. That's the whole thing. And it's like with because when he when he told me, he was like, Yeah. Yeah, these should be done with like in six weeks. I'm like, okay. I'm like, all right. You know, I get my peer layered Four Kevin Eastman. Ago. Yeah, I, I I like I get my peer layered and Kevin Eastman book signed. Uh, I get that back within you know a month or two, and it's like, okay, why well, is nothing popping up on my account? Okay, a month later, I'm calling them up and I and I'm like, like you guys are just, I just kind of feel like I was lied to because the guy told me he was like, this is supposed to happen, and it's been almost six months. Right. What you, you think know for and the service. I what I pay for the uh, I I want to say it was almost about a hundred bucks total for it, and but. I haven't I haven't heard it I haven't heard anything else since the last conversation I'm like I the, your biggest thing is I want communication now right that's the whole thing with that EGS guy I called him up and I was literally talking to the owner so you know he just got new cases he's getting new cases by the end of August beginning of September he just did a YouTube video about it and they're doing magazine size nice so I mean interesting and I'm gonna give them a try. You know, their their cases, they he got specially made cases done. I'm all for I'm all for more grading companies,
1: especially with what everything's going, to be going on with CGC and CBCS. Like I'm all
2: down for more grading companies, but I refuse to be the guinea pig for these grading
0: companies. I totally understand.
2: I I, I don't I don't blame you, yeah. and I have no problem doing it. I mean, I got plenty of books out, I'll spend twenty-five dollars. For it to for it to be be there for a month. That's the thing is the pricing is a whole lot better because there's are yeah with the pricing out. the turnaround time that he has down there, and yeah. you know he's already like whenever I talked to him I was like you know one of the biggest things is is the turnaround time and I'm not gonna lie I've I think we've all three have seen as well as I have dealt with I I just sent two mechanical errors back the the Cancunumetives metals, the, uh, the, 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 what is it? The, uh, the it artist like the proofs. Proofs. yeah, the artist proofs, not, not like the Cancuka Kuka, ones, like the those, which Luna has, but, uh, I had to send two of those back cause they were under my account because one, I could literally open up and stick my finger in there and touch oh, the book wow. if I wanted to. And then the other one, there was debris in the back of the book. And I've been seeing a lot of debris in people's books. One guy I, I literally did a, a phone call with where the top edge where the label is was I mean like literally you could put your finger in there. Oh right yeah. Where the label yeah, was. Yeah. And, and, and he just like and then like one part was like there was a huge chunk missing on the very very top of the label and it was just like so rough yeah so. their quality control is i don't know well
0: maybe. that's the thing you end up with someone like like that where it's like oh all i get a cgc the only value you're going to get is cgc that's how diamond became as big as they are mm. you know where it's like it's like and that's the only place you can go to get your comic books distributed well, yeah, well DC the... and marvel and like all the other guys like image i think now like they're all like yeah we're we're, we're good being done with them so yeah. I I fully agree Rob there should be some some sort of like checks and balances be like you know what I got to I this mean yes. it's
1: it's right down to you know when one company has a monopoly mm-hmm. they're obviously going to be you know the favorite for a while but then those companies start making mistakes because you they get more popular and there's a huge influx and the debris in the back
0: of your book you know it's that's a well, big you know, issue well,
3: that's well this, the is thing. Thing.
1: this is the thing with CGC these days, and especially with so many with Ronin and everything, and I think Quarantine had a lot to do with it. It's like, people are slabbing books that don't need to be slabbed. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. and, like the Ashcan? <laughs> I mean, that that's cool because it's an oversized slab, you know? Yeah. And, and honestly, anything I get signed, I want a signature series just to protect it. Yeah. But like you see a lot of blue labels for you know bs books these days
2: you know like mm-hmm. but you see them selling for like because 30, so 40 many bucks. people just
1: so many people just grade whatever a book is they'll be mm-hmm. like oh i'm gonna get you know they, they submit 25 to 50 at a time you know whether they're a shop or not and it's just you know they grade every book in hopes that one day they'll make money off it and they can flip it you know what i'm saying yeah. and they end up breaking even or not even breaking even you know losing yeah, I'm, money I'm, on the deal I've and seen, I think that's part of the, the reason why CGC is so like backed that. up is because you have all these people submitting BS books
2: yeah I mean it, it's I mean I've seen I've seen slabs go out there for 30 40 bucks mm-hmm. and and you we are we as we already know you know it's slabs are going for 70 just for you know Modern, yeah, you know it's like it's seventy kind of bucks just for price, modern, yeah. but that, that that that's just the starting price, and then when you start getting a walkthrough, you know, which I paid walkthrough for for uh my TMNT issue one. I mean, I'm sorry, do
1: high value books one a walkthrough is one hundred percent worth
2: it? Yes, one hundred percent worth it. Do yes. they
0: take ten percent if you send it in ten percent the value of the book?
2: No, it's a three uh, percent. Wait a minute, yeah, three There's a cap isn't there? There is, um, but the more that you because I, I did like I insured mine, you know, over the 5k. So that five K is like the top, but once you start going over that, then that's when they start, you know, going higher for the insurance and you right. know the 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 um, the shipping stuff pretty much. That's that's where all that plays in and stuff. I mean I'm not even gonna lie, I've learned so much dealing with the CGC, like I've I've um with Luna, you know he's put through he's put you know books through my my account, and so I've learned, you know. I'm a surprised lot from-
1: that dude never had his own account, like the elite account <laughs> yes. with all the discounts
2: <laughs> and stuff. Like well, as much money well, as he's been on grading. Here's the whole thing. Here's the whole thing with him. With him being a third shifter and me being a stay home dad. Okay. You know, he doesn't want to stay up all the time waiting for his books to come home. And then, you know, I I could I could be there to pick up the books. I can also be the one that, you know, like, what's going on with my book here? You know, like I had a a book that was a walkthrough that you know that was that they received in the mail June, it was like July like 30th or or July twentieth something. And it just now got put in as received yesterday. That's a walkthrough. Yeah. I don't get it. You know, but they're only charging me standard time for it. Yeah. You know, it, know. It's, it's a hot mess. Yeah. What um,
0: what do you guys suggest for listeners who are looking to get um, either CGC, CBCS, or this uh, elite uh, grading? Um, if they want to try it out, what, what do you think? What, what's the best way to go about having one of their last rolling books Looked at because you you were saying CBCS isn't doing it. What what do you what advice do you have for listeners?
1: Me, both of you, yeah. Because uh, I'm not submitting stuff. Through. I would say be selective. Um, and if you're submitting to like in-house signings, like like the last in-house signing, like you know, I I like getting my books graded, but I think and and you know, hot take here. I think people are too concerned with grades. You know, everybody freaks out because it's not a nine eight nine nine or a ten. I don't even like, care. I don't even. They're like, care. oh, it's a nine six. I'm selling this, and it's like, yeah, yeah. no, I'm with you
0: on that. Yeah, it's still I a Near Mint book, 5. man.
1: It yeah. may be a Near Mint <laughs> Modern book now, mm-hmm. but down the road, it's. I mean, and that's another thing. Isn't it about time that we received an age for for this? Era of comics, you know, like like
0: the the 2010s, the
1: silver, you know, I mean, platinum, silver, or platinum, Mm -hmm. gold, uh, bronze, silver, and copper, you know, shouldn't I mean, you know, modern, modern books, it's been 30 years, Yeah. yeah, 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 you're right, you know, at some point, they're no longer modern, yeah, you know, personally, I mean, I think. Because of the influx of overprinting in the 90s and because of the
0: <laughs> Speculator the, age.
1: the fad in, you know, 2010s and forward of everything doing, you know, the novelty metal covers, the next step is, well, just, it's the tin age. That's, well, that's the that's next step after worth. copper is tin, so, or, or nickel, you know what I'm saying, like... I mean it makes it sound cheap, but like I mean that's the next progression in Alloys. Can, can and it makes sense with
0: we go back to Chromium, like the, the Lady Death number one Chromium cover from Chaos Comics. You know, can we go back to that? Or maybe like the die cut like covers like Wolverine number fifty? You
1: know, Dude, like... the die cut covers like when they redid Wolverine, what was it, two years ago? And Chip Zdarsky did that the claw die cut cover. Yep. That's one of my favorite like covers in recent years you know i like the novelty covers like i even they they did a die cut cover for that uh those dune books the yeah, house of the tree actually i
0: have that yeah i got i got that from Joel Zar. yeah
1: yeah and the die cut covers are a cool novelty but uh you know i don't know
0: valiant I mean, did one that was uh carbon fiber and they did another one that was made of glass which is <laughs> sick and i'm like that's pretty cool it, like Glass is pretty sick. That's like you have to buy 180 copies of the comic to even get that as a shop or something like that. So it's like you're getting like 180 copies of Rye number four or something before you can get this glass cover of like Shadow Man or something. So it's like that's that's good marketing, but it's as rare as you can imagine.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: I don't know. I I hope something like that happens. I hope that uh, if folks are grading that they are selective. And I don't have a lot of graded books. I I have an 8.5 of uh, Batman Adventures number uh, 12. It was the first appearance of Harley Quinn. So I I have that. I'm super happy with that.
1: Well, it's like my first graded book was was a turtle's third print. And it was an 8.5. And then I found, you guys remember how long I searched for that Raphael number one second print. You know, Mm -hmm. the fun with guns cover. And I finally found it and it was an 8.5. So now my OCD has me chasing 8.5s. Why not? You know what <laughs> I'm saying? And it's like, and, and that's another thing, like, people say, like, oh, qualified green label is the kiss of death. And yeah, it is if you're trying to to flip it. But like, especially with Turtles books, I think green fits the aesthetic. You know, even if it is a qualified book, like,
3: yeah.
1: you know, if, if they still did, uh, red labels you know i would try and find a way to engineer green blue yellow red and purple <laughs> That makes
0: sense.
1: <laughs> just so i can get the turtles aesthetic with all the different cgc labels yeah i think that would look cool just on display you know i wouldn't care about like what each label meant you know but i would have to engineer it where i would have to restore a cover you know
2: mm-hmm. something
1: like that just to get the purple label
2: yeah
0: I, I just realized we're going on two hours here. I have oh my literally gosh. One, other, <laughs> one other artist that I want to mention on here. Um, and that's, uh, I was a really big fan of the Jason Flowers cover for issue number one uh, from Epicos. Uh, oh, I was from- a big
1: fan of that cover. That's, that's uh, a great cover, man. When, when issue one came out, that's because like, I had met Jason in 2018 without realizing it. I met him at uh, Motor City. Nice, But we got to talking because I started watching his lives and started getting pieces from him. And when that cover came out, he was looking for uh, that Eastman number one, the NYCC. And I traded him the Eastman and a blank, which I traded that blank for a lot less than it is worth now. Because I started out with like six white blanks. I bought six white blanks because I bought two from Eastman unsigned. And then I found a guy who was an authorized... God, he used to work for IDW, and he was authorized to sell, and I bought like four off him, and I traded Jason a, a blank and the and my extra NYCC cover for two commissions. And the when he was doing those grab bags of prints, so that's how I got the my Casey cover from Jason. It's a
0: great cover,
3: man. An
1: homage to his number one cover. Um.
0: Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of that one. I, I've seen the pictures of it; it's it's
1: gorgeous. And, and I really, I mean, I really like what I really like what he did with number five. The mm, ama- the, the, the the homage to uh, the mirage. I actually have issue. the
0: framed print of this one because I, I liked it so much.
1: Yeah, uh, those one. are cool. Like I, I have a couple. I, I have a couple it. interesting. Uh, you know, I have I have the Casey uh, piece that he did for me, and then like he did a couple of Ronin's on colored paper. There's like a. There's a Ronin in the snow. That's pretty cool.
2: Yeah, I remember that. I, I know I've which one you're talking putting about. putting art
1: into a portfolio.
2: He's starting to turn out like Michelle Ivey. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if they're in here.
0: We've, uh, we've certainly shouted out a lot of friends on here. I know we, we talked uh-huh. about uh, uh, Luna, uh, Steve Luna. We yeah. talked about John. I don't
1: Ornay. know if
2: they're in here. I've got. Oh, yeah, there. here we go. Yep. Ronan oh, that that's no, Ronan. I like that one. I oh, really, man, the really, glass. really like that one.
0: You
1: you gotta take a picture of that red one so we can share it. He actually made prints out of them. That's cool. He was selling prints of both these pieces. Wow. Um
0: Yeah. That that uh, might actually be better than the cover that I was just talking about. That's that's really no, cool. that, there's that a lot, been, I mean there's not, a lot of like that would
2: have been a good one for issue four. Yeah, that would have been it if we well, like, did an issue for you. My
1: BJ Han piece is based on Casey Marie from issue one because we it didn't know been. how she was gonna turn out. You I know? love it. Stuff like Exhausted. that. Um but um Man, that's that's some yeah. cool stuff. Oh speaking of Jason Flowers, this is one of my favorite pieces by him. It's him as a turtle. It definitely
3: looks <laughs> like him. <Yep. laughs> oh my gosh. That's hilarious. Looks I just love like it, him. but it's
1: awesome, though. Yeah, it looks just like it, man. It's him as a mutant turtle. And Who's for a while side, there, I rolling? thought about... um, You got Roy's I art on the I thought about other making it a theme, because I figure at some point, I need to back off of Casey-related <laughs> stuff, because eventually I'm going to have too much. So if I started doing a tur- doing, like, okay, I want this artist to draw themselves as a turtle. Like, that's why I'm especially leaning towards guys like Mike Ruth. You know, like Mike Ruth is a turtle. Like, you know.
2: That'd be I mean, badass. I he doubt anybody's <laughs> going to get a commission
1: from Bishop anytime soon because he's so busy. So, But it would be funny to see him draw himself as a turtle. You know, even the people who say, oh, I don't do likeness very well. I don't do self-portraits very well. will just draw a turtle and give him your features. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think yep. that's a
0: great idea. Actually, I love that. I'd lo- I'd love to see that from like an Amanda Connor or uh, you know like like someone else just to like do something else like in their style. That would be so yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I mean,
1: I speaking of Amanda Connor, I actually liked her cover. The cover of the that. IDW exclusive they did for number five. Some
0: great detail on it, and the the color is amazing yeah it's really good cover
1: yeah like they idw did some good exclusives for issue fives. i mean they they pumped them out like i i really like the koi fam cover um for issue there's a couple others in there i got most of the exclusives but
0: i mean we we didn't talk about some of the other artists that are on there like uh, the kale nagu um really cool covers uh and I mean, there, there's there's so many artists, and I mean, like we're leaving out a whole bunch. We we left out a whole ton of artists that are great. Uh-huh. And this oh is yeah, make the career of a ton of artists. You know, oh they yeah, sure. be like, oh my god, you were the one that did that. So it's 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 just like you know. But these are just our personal favorites, mm-hmm. and I think we all agree on number one is that Ben Bishop issue number two. You know, as, as like yeah, that's, that's my number an one iconic favorite. cover. That's gonna be like you're gonna see people with that tattooed on them. You know, like mm-hmm. it, it's just so, so great. Um, yeah.
1: But since we're, well, I think it's a on... perfect representation of the emotion that is in Ronan. And it's Absolutely. a perfect, it's a perfect summation of what the series is about. If somebody was going to go in and, yeah, that's issue two. But like when you're like, okay, well, what's this series is about? You show them that image. You know, it's like I have the, you know, the t shirts that Ben made. And I was, you know, like I went to the gas station the other day and my buddy's like, oh, so is there a fifth turtle we don't know about? And I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> technically there is now, but that has nothing to do with it. And I was like, how did you come to that conclusion? He's like, well, the, all the weapons and the four bandanas in front, then you got a turtle. Uh, he's like, is that a fifth turtle? I'm like, no, it's Mikey. Everyone else is dead. And they're like,
2: what? <laughs> yeah. That's what we yeah. said. <laughs> yeah, people, people get so shocked about the whole uh... – why they kill off all the turtles? And I'm like, right. You have to read, but the that's story why I understand. say like that.
1: Cover is the summation of what the story is about.
0: It's not even the you first know. time that's happened. You know, it's like
1: right, exactly. <laughs> like <a> yeah. <laughs> I mean, but you know, I mean, mean most times, most of the casual insane. turtle fans aren't aware of that. You know, oh yeah, yeah. Like, no, I ever like, you never read Souls Winters. You
0: don't know Armageddon, uh, or, or was it a Carmageddon? You know, <laughs> oh yeah,
1: oh yeah. You know, I mean, even even it, even taking it, you know, all the way into the IDW run. Like, I thought Donnie was dead when they beat the crap out of him.
0: Well, he, he kind of was. <laughs> you know, it's like, I mean, look look at it this way. Whoever's dead, are they truly dead? You know, um, no one I, ever
1: really dies in comics.
0: Yeah, it's and, and I mean, this is from we have Shredder as a ghost for
1: leading into Armageddon. Yeah, game, and yeah was, that I thought that was an interesting take. And I really enjoyed the art in this last issue.
0: I, I am enjoying the whole run. I know a lot of people aren't into, you know, post, uh, you know, 100 issue. But this is the only time that I can honestly say that they've taken time to develop these characters as people. And yeah. it's, it's the only time it's ever happened. And, and I mean, they got the right person. The art has been good. When it's consistent, it's good. You know, and yeah. um, it, it just kind of depends. Like, and I mean, you were even talking about the Jenica series. I had Brom Ravel on, and I really like what he did. He gave her character. She's a punk rock person who who yeah. had, like, she, she had like this history of crime and abusive
1: boyfriends and stuff like that.
0: We know who she is going into this where like all of a sudden she wants to fight. It uh, was a whole backstory Roxy.
1: that was never really given to her yeah. because when we met Jenica, she was just a member of the foot.
0: She was a blank slate that was an assassin. And we had no mm-hmm. idea who she is. And, and we have that roundness to her now. Like we know more about her than we do about Alopex.
1: Do you think we would have you know? gotten that backstory had the character not become a mutant turtle? No, absolutely not. Hundred
0: percent. I don't. I don't think that we would have. And, and I. I think it's like. And I mean, I. I agree because, like, look at it this way. What do you know about Bludgeon and um, and Koya? Very little, unless you read like the Turtles universe series. And still past right. that, where did they go? They're still there. They were just in the issue with uh, Toka and
1: and um, and Rezar,
0: but they're not yeah. there anymore. You know, well, it's, it's like-,
1: like. Well, it's like during the uh, during the the future. Uh, when when Lita came back from the future and everything, like mm-hmm. I think it's Bludgeon and Leonardo are in a relationship or something. No, Koya, Koya. Koya is it Koya? Yeah. Okay.
0: Because they hate each other. Because like yeah. going all the way, I think she's actually how he got his scar. You know, on 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 his eye. Is oh yeah. It's like they just don't like each other at all.
1: Yeah. yeah. So it's cool. It's just interesting to see the changes made
0: it's fun man this is like this is like prime time turtles comics time and i am so excited leading into this and um I, I i'm sure you guys are too and uh shout out shout it's out nice to, to see uh, like i
1: said it's nice to see that out of the ashes of the pandemic turtles is now like back in the public consciousness absolutely. you know uh-huh. we're getting new movies we're getting all that stuff
2: games and, dude, tom,
1: tom waltz coming back
0: and he's coming back strong You know, Sophie Campbell is uh, is ramping down on her run, you know, did some really cool stuff, bringing in all these nostalgic elements that have never been in mainstream comics before. I'd really like to see. I really hope
1: Santa Luca comes back. That would be cool for at least a couple issues. Yeah. You know,
0: I, I hope that they get with it and they give the ongoing artwork to Mike Ruth. That would be ultimate for me. With you um, talking about
1: interiors or covers?
0: Interiors, absolutely. I would love that. I, I mean, love I, I, that.
1: I love what he did with Dodge. Yeah. And the retcon universe and everything. And, um, and then
0: um, the other thing we need, we need an anthology book. We need small stories like Hellboy where we've got like two, three-page stories that it moves on and it goes something else. And, and uh, call yep. it like Turtles Anthology. You get all these different artists that did all these cover art and all that. You get like new and upcoming writers that host podcasts, you know, to write like little stories about, uh, you know, the turtles and then move on and you have your own anthology book. Then you I, mean, how, I mean, that's how I mean, that's how it
1: all. I mean, you know, Lawson used to have small stories. Talbot used to have all the stories, the little side stories, stories in the is- back of Mirage.
0: Yeah, like well, like, is like Mikey, who is uh you know falling asleep watching horror movies, and he's attacked by you know Dracula and and Frankenstein's monster and, and a werewolf. Then he wakes up and he's like, Oh, I'm never doing that again. That's a story. Right,
1: right. Love it. Well, it's like it's all that old mirage, all those old short mirage side stories that I used as inspiration because I'm writing the five page side story for Bounty Bullfrog issue two. Yep. With Jason. Um And he's like, yeah, it's a five-issue story. And I was like, it's going to be really hard to condense the story. And then I wrote the treatment and we, we hammered it out. Like, I've always been a writer at heart, but it's always been, you know, novels and screenplays. Like, I have so much more respect for comic writers now because having to storyboard and panel all that stuff out and, like... I had conversations with Ben and with Stefan and, you know, other comic writers, you know, for advice and Ben's over here, like every panel is an action and I'm like, no way in hell. Yeah. No way in hell. I, every see page he is- was I, I was like, I got five pages to tell this story, man. No way. Every panel is a separate action. I said, there's never, there, there's no way I said, unless I have like, you know, 30 panels a page. I said, and there's no way Jason's gonna draw that. He's gonna look at me and be like, "Are you insane?" Oh
0: my god, I, I totally. It's <laughs> um, a
2: lot of work.
0: I, I agree. I just wanna, I want to cut us off before two hours, but um, I do want to mention the uh, the turtle fan art cover, right? With uh, uh, Casey Jones did some art. Aaron Hazari, um, Ethan, Ethan did some some art for that one. Um, Casey Wilson. Um, and, and and more that I, I'm forgetting, but Chris was, Vance, Chris Dylan Vance, Andrews, yep. Yep. Uh, uh, Ernest. Ernest, Ernest, Ernest is Ernest, on Ernest. there. Ethan, Ethan, I'm sorry, but yeah, uh, Ernest, that Fritz guy, I can't remember his name. But um, I mean, what like the chance of a lifetime for these guys to do this? Oh yeah, and they and, and,
1: well, not only are they on a Ronan cover, but they're on a Ronan cover with Kevin Eastman. With
0: Kevin Eastman,
1: mm-hmm. and and I mean, you like,
0: know. if people are spending money to get one cover, buy that cover. You know, because it's like that cover has the heart of the series, the heart of the characters, the heart of the fandom. And uh, I, I would honestly say that if you pick up one cover, try to find that one.
1: because I it, love it, the it, fact that it's a connecting story. It's basically told in panels. And um, majority of those artists are supposed to be at Granite. So I'm hoping to get it all signed and slabbed and get everybody's names on a label. Oh, that'd be so cool. You know? Um, there's a there's gonna I mean obviously Jason's not gonna be there. Well, you could you could probably send it to a couple. He needs to go. He needs to go. We've been talking to him about that for last I know. year. or so. I've
2: told him. I've talked to him too, and I'm like he, he likes to, to stick go. to his
1: local shows. You know, since
2: since he you need, know I'm telling you he needs to go. Yeah, he okay, needs to go. Else. Randy Randy has got on him about it. So yeah, well that's
1: the thing, man. Is like you're trying to get as much people as possible. Like. Like I said, Jason likes to stick to his local shows for right now. I mean, I I know he used to do further off shows, but I think COVID changed a lot of things for a lot of people, especially artists. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, but, day jobs too. but uh, for it's... example, like I was having a conversation with you guys know Papa Sebo. Yeah, of course. Um, I was having a conversation with Sibo, and I said, "You know what we need is a Comic Con cruise down the East Coast." You start at like, started like New York and you go up, you know, Canada. And that way artists can book to be on the cruise the whole time, or you can have events set up at each port stop so that these artists don't have to travel to make appearances. We go to them.
0: That's a smart idea. You know,
1: and it would be a cruise down the East coast, Canada to Florida, and then back up again or whatever. I'd cook. You know, it'd be like a week or so. You know, and then it would be, you know, traditional cruise ship, you know, like you'd have turtle events and panels and stuff. But then, you know, for the adults, you'd still have like a casino on there and restaurants and everything. You mean for the wives? (laughs) You know, like they have they have those concert cruises, the shipwrecked cruise and stuff like that. Like a Comic-Con cruise would be perfect because it would work out for the
2: artists. And then, you know, you'd be a vacation. That's a million dollar idea. You know, you, I don't, I don't think it. you need to, you need you need to edit that out. Yeah, well, <laughs> anyway,
0: anyway, with, with that, we're going to say goodbye. I will be right back with the pizza recipe. Well, thanks for having
1: me on, guys.
0: That was I'm my next I'm thing. Glad I finally got around
1: to uh, being on. Uh maybe I can get on with you guys here in the future. All right? Uh um, any any
0: place do you want people to follow you? Anything like that? Like do people check you out
1: on social media or I don't really uh and do you, you have know, I mean, aside from discord account. and Facebook, I don't really have a whole lot of promotion stuff to plug. I don't, uh, I'm just dungeon Rob. Kinda. I'm dungeon Rob on, uh, Instagram, but like I've been really slacking on posting stuff on Instagram and stuff lately, but Shame for the man, most man. part, uh, yeah, don't really have a whole lot to promote just yet. Um, obviously of course, until Jason finishes bounty Two, and then I'll be, uh, ramping up promotion for my part in that so Heck
0: we'll yeah. see. I'm excited I think I'm in on that kickstarter but on that guys uh, we will be right back with your pizza recipe of the week
1: hi this is Francois Chow I am the shredder from Secret of the Ooze and uh, it's been a pleasure for me to talk to Justin and Eric on Epic Tales from the Sewers
0: it's been great guys
3: it's pizza time
0: and now, in a segment that we call Pizza Time, where we discuss any Teenage Mutant Turtle or pizza-related food, I give you Pizza Time. Hey everyone, your pizza today is the Mac Attack. Can't decide whether you want mac and cheese or pizza? On this mega awesome pizza, you can have them both together at the same time. Ingredients. Cornmeal or flour for dusting. Extra virgin olive oil for brushing and greasing. Two cups uncooked elbow macaroni. One and one half cup whole or low-fat milk. Two tablespoons unsalted butter. Two tablespoons all-purpose flour. Salt and freshly ground black pepper. One quarter teaspoon paprika. One half teaspoon Dijon mustard. One cup shredded white cheddar cheese divided. One cup shredded Gruyere cheese divided. One heaping tablespoon minced fresh chives. Plus more for garnish. Half cup heavy cream. One pound ball pizza dough, homemade or store-bought. Instructions. If you're using a baking stone or a steel pizza pizza stone, place your baking stone in the middle rack of the oven and preheat the oven to 500 degrees Fahrenheit. Dust the pizza peel or inverted baking sheet with cornmeal or flour. On a baking sheet, preheat the oven to 500 degrees Fahrenheit with a rack in the middle position. Lightly coat a heavy-duty rimmed baking sheet with olive oil. Step one, bring a pot of salted water to a boil and then cook the pasta al dente according to the package directions. Drain it well Step two, pour the milk into a small saucepan and warm it over a medium low heat just until it steams. Don't let it boil. Step three, in a separate heavy bottom saucepan, melt the butter over medium high heat. Whisk the flour and cook, whisk in the flour and cook whisking constantly until it forms a smooth, bubbly paste. Be careful not to let it brown. Whisk in the hot milk for three to five minutes or until the sauce thickens. Season to taste with salt and pepper. Bring the sauce to a boil reduce heat to low, and cook for two minutes. Step 4. Reduce from heat. Stir in the paprika, mustard, three-quarters cup of cheddar, and three-quarters cup of gruyere. Stir until the cheeses are completely melted. Then add the chives, cream, and pasta. Mix gently until well combined, then taste and season with additional salt and pepper as desired. Step 5. Stretch or roll the dough into a 12-inch disc and place it on the prepared pizza peel or baking sheet. Brush the dough with olive oil and then shimmy it from the peel to the hot baking stone or transfer to the baking sheet in the oven. Bake for five minutes or just until the edges are, of the crust are begin to brown. Step six, remove the crust from the oven. Spread the mac and cheese onto the crust, leaving one half inch border of dough all around. Just enough to let the mac and cheese make a one quarter inch thick layer. Some leftovers in the refrigerator. You can store the leftovers in the refrigerator for up to a week. Step 7. Sprinkle the remaining 1 quarter cup of cheddar and 1 quarter cup of gruyere over the top. Bake the pizza for 8 to 10 minutes or until the crust is blistered and the cheese begins to brown. Step 9. Remove the pizza from the oven. Let it rest for 5 minutes and then sprinkle the remaining chopped chives. Slice and serve. And that is your pizza for the day. It is the Mac Attack Macaroni and Cheese Pizza. Cowabunga, dudes! Thank you for listening to the Epic Tales from the Sewers podcast. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were created by Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. This podcast has no affiliation with Eastman, Laird, Mirage Studios, IDW Studios, Archie Comics, or Nickelodeon Studios. This podcast is a member of the Dorkening Podcast Network. Check out thedorkening.com for other podcasts. Epic Tales from the Sewers is recorded by Justin Cooper and Eric Will.
2: Greetings! We are the Retro Cephala Podcast, a bi-weekly show that celebrates all the things that made growing up awesome. He's right! We wax philosophic about lots of geeky crap like old video games and movies,
0: toys, cartoons, I don't know, help me out here. Music! Pants! Quoting video games that don't have dialogues! Shabeebers! tasty news, unnecessarily long Japanese onomatopoeia, butt breathers uncomfortable nature facts or how to install a samoplange. and unlike all those other podcasts we at Retro have an exciting rotating
2: host schedule do we? we sure do so if you didn't like the guy flapping his gums this week, like me worry not gentle listener next week we'll have a whole new host A
0: problem. hey, they might still suck